Hey everyone, welcome to the fourth annual, yeah. man. Fourth annual Sifted Fantasy video game draft right here on Sifted Games at Sifted.net. Hard to believe we've been doing this for four years already. Well, three years. Yeah. Well, we've had three seasons. This will be the fourth season. Um, For those of you who are new, who maybe have followed us on Twitch over the last year since we've done this, or for those of you on Patreon who don't even know what the hell we're talking about at all right now, uh, this is an idea I came up with when we launched Sifted to do, and I'm a big fantasy football guy, as you guys probably know, and so I wanted to try to bring the whole aesthetic of fantasy football into video games, and so I came up with the idea of a video game fantasy league. And essentially what we do is Matt and I, just like a normal fantasy football draft, we take turns picking games. And then at the end of the year, we look at the aggregate score for each game that we've chosen. And we add all those aggregate scores up to give a total. And the person who has the highest total at the end of the season wins the league. Um, Shane takes this very seriously, by the way. <laughs> In fact, I, I do not take it that seriously. Any fantasy thing, though, you... you fantasy you, football, I do take extremely seriously. I will admit to that. But I know, I, I know he takes it seriously enough that when he tells me over text, I flip the coin and I won. Uh, I believe him. Um, yep. he, wouldn't do, he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't mess with the sanctity of the coin toss. Well, I've also done that the last two years with you, and you've won the coin toss right. both times. Right, it's the times. first time you've won. <laughs> it's the first time and, I get the um, first pick. <laughs> and it's always, because like, I make a list of, like, what I want, and then, like, you know, kind of alternates when, because, you know, I anticipate that you're going to pick stuff right. I want. So I have a list that goes up. So when we text about it, it's like, he picks a thing, I pick a thing, and then, like right Shane, and then Shane takes 10 minutes yeah. to pick his next thing. Cause, and I can picture him pacing, yeah. you know, in front of the computer. like this, da, da. And he's like, finally, he's like, da, da, da. and I'm like, game. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I yeah. just like go back to whatever I was doing. Like, I'm like, 10, yeah. I got 10 minutes. To like, <laughs> yeah, and actually, we should probably tell them how this works. We, mm-hmm. we do not actually pick these live on the show. We do, a yeah. te- we do a text message thread the night before where we make our picks. And that's so we have the graphics ready to go today. Because we don't have someone who can do live mm. graphics on the TriCaster. So we actually do know each other's teams right now. But we're going to go through all our picks, make the picks, and then explain our picks. And we'll do some commentary at the end when we look mm. back on the draft and things like that. Um, there are some rule changes this year for the league. Uh, the biggest rule change probably is that we are now allowing for two alternates per team. So. In the past, if you chose a game in the draft and it ended up getting delayed out of the year, you would just get a zero for that game. Um, And a lot of times what it ends up doing is completely ruining the league before you even get close to the end of the year. Yeah, last year, like, your your season was over by June. Pretty much. It was, yeah. And so we're trying to do this to make sure that there's interest built into the league for the, the entire year, not just for us, right. but for everybody else. Well, it as also well. frees you up to kind of make a little riskier choices, like because yeah. it's amazing to me. Last year, you look at the picks, and Super Mario Odyssey was a fourth round pick for me, uh-huh. and the fact that you gave me that game is ridiculous. But like you well, weren't, I didn't sh- give it. You to weren't you. sure. I was convinced it, was it wasn't going to make it out, and yeah. I was convinced it was coming. Right. Out. Yeah. But like, it's just like real fantasy football. There's a lot of luck involved yeah. in this, and we want to take a little bit of that luck out of it. So we have two alternates, and how it works is. We pick them in order after we pick our 10 games. And then if a game falls out, that very first pick would slide in. If another one falls out, that second pick would slide in. You can't substitute games in. You can't say, oh, crap, this game I picked out a crappy score. I want to swap this one in for that. You can't do that. Only if your game is delayed and you were going to get a zero for that game uh, would, I, it, would an alternate come But out. I would enjoy the angle of that if like, you did. You got panicky because the substitutes would have to be no backsies. 
Yeah, yeah. So it'd be fun to like you substitute, and it turns out the thing you substituted for actually bombs, and the, and the thing yeah. you originally was like thought was going to get bad reviews got good reviews. And in that way, it would be more like fantasy football because mm-hmm. in fantasy football you have a bench, and you can pull players off your bench and start them. Um, but it obviously it's apples and oranges. We talk, we'll about, talk about it next year for that. Yeah, yeah. I think start slow is the yep. right way to do this. So we have two alternates this year. Uh, the other thing we've changed is we are no no longer allowing any DLC. So standalone DLC is out. We're not allowing any ports of old games to a new system. And I think that's it. Remasters. Yeah, remasters yeah. are out. Uh, because it, you're, you're kind of cheating when you do that because you already know mm-hmm. how good the game is before you pick it. And part well, of the fun of this is we don't mm-hmm. know how these games are going to turn out. Unless the remaster is garbage. But. Right, yeah. <laughs> Which is possible. So, like, the one thing I did have my, on my list, I'm like, that ah, might be a good, was uh, the PS4 version of Kentucky Route Zero. Yeah, I saw that Which, too, to yeah. be fair... It is a new May episode. not make it this year. Right. Because it's um, been a long time coming. Yeah, but you know that the first four have been tremendously well received, so yeah. chances are the fifth one is going to be pretty good. Yeah. It's, uh, it's an edge case, but uh, I like that it still has the risk that it may not be out this year. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it wasn't, it wasn't key to my strategy. Yep. So. so, with all the housekeeping out of the way, we're just about ready to go, but before we do... We have a little housekeeping to take care of, and that is looking back... You said back, we took care of all the housekeeping. Well... We have some extra housekeeping. <laughs> We're going to clean up our backyard with this one. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have the results from last year's league, which I do not want to look at. I had to look mm. at it today, and it was very discouraging. Uh, Sam, bring them up. So these nice, <laughs> nice transition there, by the way. These are the results of last year's league. I looked at my team, and I was like, what the hell was I thinking? I don't know. I think I said that when you picked Mass Effect first. Well, I, said, I will say one thing. Ghost Recon Wildlands at a 72, that game has ended up being one of the best-selling games of the entire year. Yeah, I year. feel like Ghost Recon should have, in the end, should have probably reviewed higher than that, given how popular it ended up being. Also, you only had one no-show. One zero. That's yeah, not, that was I, Sea of Thieves. Um, and so you can see that zero just basically crushed any chances that I had. Matt, first of all, Matt, you set the record this year <laughs> for the most points ever scored in the Sifted Fantasy League with 870 total points for an average of an average of 87. Pretty That's good. That's insane, dude. That is 20, really good. 2017 was a good year. So the averages basically are, you know, I'm only dividing by 9 for my average instead of 10. So my average pick was a 79, still well below Matt. So Matt, the champion, the 2017 champion of Sifted Fantasy League, this Ooh. applause is for you. Congratulations, buddy. Excellent job. The best year yet from Sifted uh, Fantasy League. So there we go. And with that, it is time to get to our first pick. All right. So like we're on the right side this time. Yep, we are. So Matt, like I said earlier, um, I won the toss. Finally, I won a coin toss. I think Marcus may have won the toss the first year, too, actually. I think he did. Yeah, I don't think I ever had the first pick. So I have the first pick. In the SFL 2018 draft, and my pick is Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. Pretty much a no-brainer. <coughs> like you said earlier, I took 10 minutes on some of my picks. This one, like... No, this was my first pick as well. Like, it's it's the obvious one. Yeah. Um, also, I am getting over something, so there will be coughing today. <laughs> I apologize for that, but there's not much I can do about it. Yeah, so... Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 kind of explains itself. Obviously, it's a game from Rockstar. Rockstar never releases anything until it's done and excellent. Uh, the reception of the first Red Dead was amazing. It got extremely high scores. Its aggregate was, o- <coughs> aggregate was over a 9. you got to assume the sequel is going to be a bit better. 
Um, so I have high hopes for this game. It, it is my most anticipated game of 2018 as well, uh, if you watched some of our preview coverage earlier in the month. Um, so I am really excited for the game. It seems like everybody is. It looks awesome in the trailers that we've seen of it so far. Uh, I think that's a pretty safe pick. I think it's the head and shoulders best pick of the year. And that's, no question. that is one thing that, you'll, that will become a theme throughout this draft is playing it safe. Because mm. the year before this one, I got burned by three games that got zeros. Yep. This, year was, this past year was only one. Uh, but you'll see that a lot of these picks, you'll, you'll think of games and say, oh, why didn't anybody pick that? Well, the chances are we didn't pick it is because we aren't 100% convinced it's coming oh, out. Oh, there were, there were people last, at the last year's draft who were like, you people are, you guys are stupid for not picking Red Dead Redemption 2. Right. And I think You're I right. actually said, I'll pick it next year. Yeah. Nope. And, uh, <laughs> and it was just like, but yeah, it's like, you, you, you do this long enough, you know what's going to make it and what isn't. Yeah. And I think Not that, always, but you have a pretty good sense of it. Yeah. Well, I'm just I, to the point where I'm so paranoid about games not coming out that I just, I really erred on the side of yeah. caution this year. Well, I really, like, you know, like, I was like 98% sure Mario was coming out last year. Yeah. You just weren't convinced. But I, I wasn't knew, 100%. I yeah. just knew that, like, if, that, if Mario didn't make it last year, their holiday lineup was in shambles. So. Yeah. My paranoia for this has increased every successive year, by the way. <laughs> I get more and more conservative. Uh, but I felt like Red Dead 2, safe pick. It's definitely coming out. Right now it's scheduled for June. Yeah, I feel like it might that slip the fall, a, but I'm, I'm like, it'll come out this That six-month buffer was good enough yeah. for me. Uh, the upside, obviously, of it being Red Dead was totally enough to seal mm. the deal for me as the number one overall pick. So, Matt, it's up to you. Your first pick of the draft. My first pick is Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Insomniac Spider-Man. Yep. Um, this was... Uh, I, I, I was, was a little surprised by this pick. I was going back and forth between this and your next pick. Okay. Um, but in the end, I feel like this one is going to blow people out the back of the back of the theater a little more than uh, the next pick. And... Um, it's, it has the advantage of being a new and interesting take on a character that has not really been done justice in a long time, as opposed to being a reinvention of a series that was already successful. So I just felt a little, like, just a fraction more confident about this one. Uh, my so my I went concerns are Insomniac's recent track record. True. I mean, but I just feel, I just feel like Insomniac's not going to mess this one up. I look, I... I... I have an auspicious outlook on the game, for sure. Mm -hmm. Mostly because we, we've spoken to Insomniac about this game, and a lot of the questions and concerns we had, they answered all of them. Mm -hmm. um, and then, obviously, this demo is just freaking awesome. But my other kind of caveat that kind of kept me from having this second on my list to draft is that it, it is a little traditional. It's, it does feel a little bit like a game from the yeah. early aughts. But the other thing is, like, you know, that is a little concerning, maybe in the sense of like how the you know the the, the gaming community will re will react to it yeah. after like a month. But in but this is about how the reviewers are going to react Absolutely. to it. Absolutely, that's and what the reviewers about, are yeah. going to go gaga over this thing. I think. Yeah, I mean, most game journalists are into nerd culture, comics, mm -hmm. and things like that, and certainly they have an yeah. affinity. It certainly also should not be taken that every game I pick in this is meant for me as my endorsement of right. them. Right. Well, we should have said that right at the top, yeah. actually, is that we're not saying that these are the best games that right. are coming out this year. I'm saying they're going to get reviewed well. Right. These are the games that we think are going to get high review scores, yeah. not necessarily the games that we think are going to be the best games yeah, this year. It's like, it's like the Oscar. You know, I win Oscar pools all the time because I pick all the... And I was like, oh my God, how could you pick that for this? I'm like, I don't think that's the best actor of the year. I think that's who's going to win. You think best that's actor. what they think yeah, is the exactly. best Yeah, exactly. You're not trying to give your own opinion. You're trying to give your opinion of their opinion. Yeah. It's, uh, 
And it's, I think our years of experience help in this a little bit, yeah. being in the media for the last decade And plus. you'll see, as, as pickings get slimmer further down the list, <laughs> you'll start to see me go like, okay, they're going to go nuts for this thing, even though it's not going to be a, a, a thing Something for me. Good. But yeah, like yeah. That, that kind of thing is, is very much part of the strategy. Okay. So I think Spider-Man uh, just... I just trust Spider-Man's ability to make game journalists spooge a little bit more <laughs> than this next one. Okay, and now it's time for my second pick of the draft. My second pick is God of War. Mm-hmm. Um, God of War 3, which some people kind of look back on now and say, oh, it wasn't that <sighs> great. It started strong and kind of faded, which I would agree with a little bit. I still think it was, I always said that. I still think it was an excellent game. It was good, but I just I lost all my enthusiasm for it when I got stuck in Hades' maze. Yeah. I was just I just didn't care anymore. It, well, ultimately, it still ended up with a 92 Metacritic average. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like that doesn't matter. Like, like, like what I think about these things doesn't matter. Like, I'm super excited for God of War. So am I. Um, this I'm is just, actually a pick. This probably would have been like my second pick anyway, just based yeah. upon my excitement level for for games. This I year. just think um, when I was comparing, when I was Wayne, Spider-Man, and God of War, I was just, I just feel like there might be a little bit of backlash or resentment on in the sense that like this isn't what god of war should be yeah and like i don't agree with that but that doesn't mean it ain't gonna happen and in the end i was just like look if i don't pick this you'll pick it yep. if i don't pick spider-man <laughs> you'll probably pick that instead which one would i rather have i feel like spider-man might have one or two points on god of war in the end in, in the metacritic it's entirely possible uh i did just have some comfort in knowing the same studio is working on this game yeah. that's worked on it for a long yeah. time they totally get the ip they understand what god of war is about and i'm also encouraged by the fact that it's not just going to be another god of war right i feel like if god of war 4 was going to be the sequel to god of war 3 a linear controlled experience i probably mm. would have drafted this a lot later but because yeah. it is kind of following the game du jour, which is open world, crafting, light RPG elements, um, Kratos isn't really the main character. They're starting to show some cracks in his facade a little bit in the promotion that they've showed for the game. Uh, the story looks interesting to me, far more interesting than if they just com- kept continuing the pros that they had used in the prior games. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everything's lining up pretty well for this game to end up doing well with critics. My one concern is, however, that... We have not seen squat of this game, Matt. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw the demo that we saw a little earlier. We got this trailer, this literally like minute-long trailer from PSX, and that's all we've got. On the flip side of that, as far as footage is concerned, not much. But in the last week, Game Informer's cover story of God of War has been rolling out, and basically they're going piece by piece online. You can read the whole thing in the magazine, and I highly recommend that you do. Um, but if you go to GameInformer.com, they're slowly rolling out the features from the magazine one by one on their website. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the interviews I've, I've watched, uh, all the exclusive access that they got, everything has been extremely encouraging. Um, I just feel like we're kind of in this period of like, I don't want things to be the same. I want a different. Well, you should make it different. You should do something different. And then it, the, th- the different thing comes out and people go... What Wait do you mean minute. like that? <laughs> yeah. You know, and like I'm, I'm just, I was just, that's in my back of my head, and I just ended up prioritizing Spider-Man over it. I don't think you can go wrong really with either no. one. I no. mean, really, honestly, the first few picks of this were pretty obvious. Yeah. It, but it that falls off a cliff pretty quickly though too. I would say it, it gets interesting a little later on in the draft, and, and you'll see as it comes up. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
that's my pick. My second pick. I'm pretty happy with that one, too, right there. Yeah. Red Dead 2 and God of War, I'll take that. I so, think so. Matt, what is your second pick? My second pick is another safe one, Far Cry 5. Yep. Um, I think this is going to review very well. Uh, ties into some zeitgeist elements pretty nicely. Uh, it'll cause some controversy, but, like... I think in general they're going to deliver just like they always do with the series. And uh, did you go look at the aggregate for Far Cry Four by any chance? I did not. I can't I remember it how low, it did. I want to say it was like low eighties. Yeah. Uh, Far Cry Four didn't really set me on fire in a way Three did. And I liked it a lot though. I actually didn't like it very much when it came out, and I think I played like four or five hours of it and wandered away from it. And after because I loved Primal. Primal I, I did thought too. was really great. What did Primal net out at? I can't remember that. I don't remember. I know, I um, gave it a high score in our gaming. Primal, event. and I like Primal, and I, a few months after that I wanted to keep playing, but I was done with Primal, so I decided to start up 4 again, and I finally went through and finished it. But, like, 4 just didn't speak to me in, in a weird way. I just did like, everyone was a jerk. And I, it's like the, the decision to be like, do you want to, like, oppress the people with religion or oppress them with drug trade did not really appeal <laughs> to me as, like, a big moral... It just felt weird, and, like... I'm 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 more interested in kind of what uh, Far Cry Five is doing, and and if there's going to be some kind of like commentary on that, or actually have a social exploration of things. It's clearly, you know, making the most of its Montana setting with the Rocky Mountain Oyster side quest mini game thing. Um, I, th I think there's potential here, and uh, it could end up being kind of more of the same as Ubisoft, more climbing towers and riding. How games. do you how do you think the controversy around the game, if there really is one, to be honest, will affect? It's Metacritic, if at all. I think in the end it will help it because most game reviewers are fairly left-leaning, and uh, it's a I think it's a criticism that most of them agree with. Yeah. So uh, I think it can only help. Okay. All right, it's time for my third pick. And this one, I thought when I made this pick, it was going to anger Matt. No. But it didn't. <laughs> I really thought it might, and uh, my pick is Nino Cooney Two. And the reason I thought it might anger Matt is because other than Shadow of the Colossus, which is a rework mm. of a, an older game which wouldn't be eligible to be drafted, mm. it was your most anticipated game of mm -hmm. 2018. But as we say, it doesn't matter if I like it. No, you're right. You're I absolutely right. But I thought, you know, sometimes you kind of want to be able to get invested in... Yeah, yeah, invested and represent the games that you're kind of saying people I should... I get it. I, I'm, this game's kind of an X factor. It's one of the reasons I'm anticipating because I don't know what it's going to be. In some ways, because Studio Ghibli does not did not consult on this. Yeah, they got the same character designer, mm -hmm. which is why everybody looks like Studio it looks Ghibli. like it looks like it. Studio sure. Ghibli did actually work. But we'll on see it. what it. You know, I don't know. We'll see what it is. Maybe it's too similar to the first one. Maybe it doesn't take it too far far enough. Maybe it takes it too far. We'll see. You know, JRPGs are are rolling the dice with reviews a lot of the time. You know, you just don't know. And I think I think it'll do well. I don't think this is a bad pick at all. The, the like, first Nino Cooney. It just a, wasn't something my heart was set on. The first Nino Cooney has like a 91 Metacritic, yeah. and this game. I mean, I've played it at at least two trade shows, and I have been vastly. I mean, I've been more impressed with this game at trade shows than I was with Persona 5. Mm -hmm. And Persona 5 was one of my Persona games last year. Well. It ended up doing very well. Um, it seems like the press has at least one JRPG darling every year. Mm -hmm. And I, looking through this year, I can't see another game that is more likely no, to kind right. of be that darling this year. Um, and again, I've played this at a couple trade shows. I've absolutely loved my time I've spent with it. It has varied gameplay. It's not the same thing over mm -hmm. and over. There's like crazy... like Which was one of the problems of the first it one. It absolutely was. And there's like these crazy Pikmin-like stages in the game. Um, it's obviously gorgeous. It's one mm -hmm. of the prettiest games of 2018. 
So I feel like at least visually it's going to get a nice a nice score. So mm-hmm. I mean, um, it was on my like if if you hadn't picked it, I think it would have been either my next or next to next pick. It would have been. I mean. Someone was going to get this game. I surprised myself a little bit that I picked it so high. Yeah, I didn't anticipate you going for this one this soon. But sure. after like after this is over, I'll kind of show you guys, or maybe just walk you through the notes that I use for this draft, and we'll kind of share some games that were like right on the bubble, or kind of mm. what our thinking was on the grand scale as far as like our strategies and our scheming. Um, but yeah, Nino Cooney two for me is my number three pick. Matt, what's your third pick? My third pick is representing. One of my favorite things, and that's Yakuza 6. Yeah. Uh, which I think is going to review extremely well, just like they usually do. And uh, I think this one, you know, Yakuza 0 was probably the best game in the series. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And I think 6 being the first one built for current gen consoles, and apparently just being packed with personality and weird mini games and crazy stuff, is I, I think it's going to do real well. And I love Yakuza, so I wanted to have it there to kind of, you know, show some support. Um, I will say this. The mainstream... So you pick you pick the really Japanese game, and I picked a really Japanese game response. So I think <laughs> both th- both with a third pick. Yeah. And I will say the press in general over the last eighteen months to two years has focused a lot more on Yakuza. Yeah, they've really the warmed up to the series, and of course, it did review very well in Japan, um, which doesn't always translate yeah. to Western. Well, Famitsu, it's... it's like <laughs> yeah. Well, Famitsu. I mean, come on. Yeah. I always love. I still tell the story of like how like everyone worshipped Famitsu as like the god of video game opinions for years and years, and then in the Usenet days in the mid '90s, Vic Ireland, who used to run um, Working Designs and now does uh, runs Gaijin Works, I believe, um, he would he you know he's a tra- they were a localization company, so he used to translate the little because because Famitsu had the blurbs like EGM used to do, right, the right, review crew, thing. yeah, yeah. And he well, they had multiple tra- people review each game. Yeah, and when they would come out, the new issue would come out, he'd translate all the blurbs and the scores for people on the English-speaking Usenet, and like the translations were like, this game had good action. I liked the way it did things. Yeah. And you're like... That's your commentary. Like, it was, it was like the most like shallow, like brainless, like commentary on the game. Like, like EGM only had a little bit of room, but like they tended to get some pretty incisive statements in there. Yeah, yeah. And all the stuff in Famitsu was just like it was pleasant to be in. You know, yeah, it's just like yeah. what? Like, the, and like it just everyone's illusions were just shattered. Like it's like wait, it's a, like we thought they were saying profound, like insightful things, and it turned out everyone was just like being like it was a good time. I had fun. You're like, okay, fine. <laughs> well, well, back before NeoGAF turned to crap, and it was actually a really great place to go and a great place to get games information, Famitsu was the gold standard. Mm-hmm. And back then, I would argue that Famitsu's grading standards were a lot more stringent. Yeah, well, Nintendogs kind of ended that. Yeah, so. like for the first, I don't know, the first 10 years I followed Famitsu's reviews, if a game got a perfect 40, that was a big deal. It was a big check. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe. I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, they're was, basically but, an advertisement. But it never, it used to be there were only just maybe like three or four games that had ever mm-hmm. gotten a perfect score. And then at a certain point, and you're right, the inflection point kind of was Nintendo. Nintendo's getting a perfect score was sort of like the. That was the eyebrow raiser. Yeah, I yeah. was like, what? Like, yeah. And, I th- and since I, then, it's just been whatever. Right. And I still feel like that score, you know, a lot of the 40s that Fumitsu has given over the years, I can look at and be like, yeah, I get it. Like, yeah. I get it. Not that one. No, <laughs> not that. I, I, don't, I don't think that one's. I'll never very understand well. that one. Yeah, and I think there's been other games since then where they were seemed a little shady. But regardless, um, but I mean, Vic, Vic's translations already had me kind of skeptical of that, that the, of Famitsu, and then after 
the Nintendogs thing, I was like, all right, I'm out. Yeah. Like, I, I, just, it's kind of, I just stopped paying attention. It, it's become a bit irre- irrelevant at this point. But uh, on the flip side, in, in the West, the press has been all over Yakuza the last couple of years. Uh, a lot of journalists now understand it, get it, know the mm-hmm. story. They'll be more invested in six. Um, so I think that's a good pick. Um, you guys are going to see. You may, you may be saying right now, oh, my God, I can't believe Shane picked Nino Kuni 2 or I can't believe Matt picked Yakuza 6. You're going to see why here very shortly because yeah. one thing you're going to realize is this isn't 2017. No, we're not. Uh, <laughs> we're, it, it, I mean, part of it might just be we don't know the big stuff of yeah. the latter half of the year yet. Or there's going to be great games that come out and we didn't expect them to yeah. come out. But when you start playing it safe doing a draft like this, you'll see that the, the pickings of 2018 aren't quite what they were last year. Yeah. All right, so it's time for my fourth pick. And uh, my next pick, actually, I'm glad we're doing this now because my next pick comes out in like a week. And my pick is, you guys probably already know, Monster Hunter World. Mm -hmm. Uh, This game has not done amazingly well with the Western press. It usually comes in around an eight-ish, something like that. Um, But this, based upon what I've played and what I've watched and what I've seen... Uh, this is the best Monster Hunter by a very wide margin. And mm-hmm. so if the old games were getting 8s on handhelds, I have a feeling this game's going to get at least an 8.5, probably closer to a 9. Uh, all the hands-on previews based on the betas that people have played. By the way, there's a beta going on right now this weekend, which I'm about to jump into for the weekend. Um, so if you guys want to go play it, wait till the show's over and then go check it out. Uh, but all the reports on the game, all the hands-on previews, all the gameplay I've watched, the live streams from Capcom, the game looks awesome. Um, it's fixed a lot of issues I've had with the series, and truth be told, like I've got really hooked on this series before with Monster Hunter Try. Uh, I've went down that rabbit hole, and I know what it is. And yeah, I think the important part is that Capcom is not removing the stuff that has made the game crazy addictive for the last, I guess it's been a decade? More than a decade probably for Monster Hunter that, at this yeah. point. Um, this really kind of had that hook that keeps you coming back for more. That's not gone away. It's more of the periphery parts of the mm-hmm. game, uh, the presentation and kind of more of the, the, the quest design and things like that that have changed. But like all the crafting and all the community stuff is still in there. Um, and so if those games were scoring in the eight, low eights, I have a feeling this is going to get at least a little bit of a bump over that. And so I feel pretty safe with that at, uh, at that at that yeah, spot. Probably. I mean, I just I don't I mean I don't like the Monster Hunters very much, and like I feel like I don't know enough about this one and where it's going to break to have pick. I, it wasn't on my list just because like I don't feel like I know enough about Monster Hunter to predict how this one's going to do. Yeah, you know what I mean, like I think the other thing. Not too- that I think it'll do badly. It just wasn't. Um, it's not on my radar because I'm just I just don't know. It's, it's like a player you don't know anything about, and you're like, well, I'm yeah. not going to risk it just because. You know, the other thing I realized preparing for this draft is that a game getting an aggregate of nine or higher is really rare now. Mm-hmm. Really rare. I mean, you struck mm-hmm. gold, obviously, with two 97s in one year. With two mainline Nintendo games. Yeah, yeah, two 97s in one year, but it, it dropped off real fast after that. I think there was maybe two other games that, at least mm-hmm. high-profile games, that ended up with an aggregate yeah. over Persona nine. Persona 5, I think, yeah. wasn't it? Like it had 90, a 92. 92 yeah. yeah, but that was pretty much it. I mean, so... You know, when you when you get in this fourth, fifth, sixth round, you're starting to look for stuff that's going to get you a mid-eight, high-eight, something mm-hmm. like that. And I feel like Monster Hunter World is at least a pretty yeah. safe bet. I'm real happy there. that last year's I only had one thing under the under 80. Yeah. Oh, you did an amazing last which year. Which was uh, yeah. Torment. Yeah. Which uh, was, I admit, kind of like, a, I don't know. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> like, one more? I This one looks good. Yeah, I don't know. Yep, so that's it for me. Monster Hunter World, my fourth round pick. And now it's up to you, Matt. Uh, my next pick is Sea of Thieves. You 
dirty scoundrel. Dirt, dirty Arr, sea dog. You dirty sea dog. You took the game that screwed me last year. Yep, because I thought it was actually going to come out this year. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, it was supposed to come out last year. It was delayed into this year. Yeah, but we knew. I didn't know. I wouldn't have drafted it. Uh, you should ask me. <laughs> you better ask somebody. Um, so, yeah, this Matt took the game that burned me last year. Mm-hmm. Although I wouldn't have won even if it had come out and got a 10, probably. No, but I think, I mean, I think this is going to get, like, a solid mid-80 kind of score, unless it's terrible, which it, I don't think it is. <laughs> like, I hope not. Like, people have, been, you know, it's fun to play at, at shows. Yeah, I wonder how that's I had that's a blast gonna... with it at trade shows. But I'm like, Evolve always sticks in my head, where Evolve yeah. was a ton of fun to play at PAX and E3. And it then won, it like, best out. of E3. Yeah, it was, it was great. Demoed incredibly well, and then you sat down and actually played at home, and it like, just wait didn't work. Yeah. Right, it was just it not... It actually worked. It, it worked, just, but it just didn't It was too complicated, verb. I felt yeah. like. For the average person to just and that may that be a problem here too, uh, but I I just feel I like don't think so, Matt. this thing's been in in the in the oven so long that I have to think that they've fine tuned it to a degree that it's it's going to catch. Also, the Xbox didn't have a whole lot else going on. Yeah, um, I feel like it's going to do pretty well. I think it's going to be extremely polished, and I think it's going to be a really cool mm. game. And I think that'll be enough <clears throat> for it to get good reviews. Right. Well, that's the other thing I'm banking on is that Microsoft's going to push it. Right. They're going to set up like you know events. They're going to you know bring people in to play stuff under controlled circumstances, and that's what's going to determine the review scores, not how we're playing it in the wild. Absolutely. Because what's going to happen is Microsoft, and in fact, there's a beta coming up real soon mm-hmm. that I just got an email. I'm I'm going to get in on, in like a two weeks or something like that. Soon. But yeah. what's going to happen is that. They're going to set up these sessions with all the press, and there's going to be 200, 300 people playing, and they're going to be playing that same server, and there's going to be plenty of people to play each role. And with journalists, the other part of it, too, is that you have to play each role, because if you're Mm -hmm. going to evaluate the game, you have to figure out, is this fun no matter what I do in this game? If I'm Mm -hmm. the captain, if I'm the guy firing the cannons, if I'm the guy mopping up the vomit in the bottom of the ship... So journalists are going to be forced to try every facet of this game. They're going to have a group of people playing with them that are incentivized to do what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And so I could see this game getting a really good score, but then coming out and going into the wild and realizing that the average Joe doesn't want to go swab the deck. Right. Everybody wants to be the captain or everybody wants to fire the cannon. And so it could fall apart once it gets out to consumers, but with knowing how we know that the review process works, I think this is a good pick. And uh, and again, I think you'll start seeing as our picks roll on here that it is a good pick. Well, I, I, I do kind of expect this to review well and to have kind of a dissonance with the public. Um, if I was, had to pick one uh, major release this year that was going to suffer from that, I think Sea of Thieves would be it. Yep. But we'll see. I'm excited for it. I hope it turns out well. Yeah. I hope that... Rare can get back up on its feet. Its last couple. Yeah, games I mean, I would not... love it to be more than just like, "Wow, look how pretty the water is." Yeah, I mean, Viva Pinata is great. Right. For some people, not my cup of tea. Uh, Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts was a huge disappointment for me. Um, and then we've seen Rare do all this Connect stuff, and I would like for Rare to prove it to Microsoft that it can once again become a first-party mm-hmm. powerhouse. Look, I'm just encouraged by the fact that the ships don't have googly eyes on them. Yeah. So. <laughs> you haven't played the game yet, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> It is a freaking gorgeous game, and that water, I'll never get over seeing that water. It just It's mind-blowing how good it looks. So we'll see if it plays as well as it looks in the very near future here. It's coming out pretty soon in mm-hmm. addition to the beta that's coming up. So we'll see very soon. And now it's time for my next pick, my fifth pick of the draft. This is a, this is a bold one, I think. 
Yeah, I think it might be. Um, my pick is Days Gone. PS4 exclusive. I'm kind of loading up on these. Yeah, well, PS4 I mean, that's not a bad strategy considering how they do. Yeah. But, um, my, I mean... I'm actually my a little concerned. Is, my, my it may question, not come out. Exactly. My question <laughs> is, like, it, does this one come out this year? Like, I am a little concerned about I it. I feel like it, you know, like we talked before, like, this has to beat Last of Us 2 to the punch. But that means it still has next year. Yeah. Last of Us 2 is I have a couple concerns about this game, actually. My first concern is, like you said, it may not come out this year. The game has kind of gone underground um, over the last, like, six months. We haven't really seen anything from it. And there have been a couple prominent events where it probably should have shown up. Mm -hmm. Um, That's my first concern. My second concern is that it's from a brand new studio, Sony Bend. Right. It has no pedigree whatsoever. We have no idea just how good this studio is. Is it they or haven't will made anything? I thought they'd done some I don't like, believe so. I thought they'd done some like Vita stuff or something. Maybe. I know it's never done a game like this before. Not on this scale, yeah. I mean I thought for sure this is our first game though, because we talked a lot on Game Face like a, a year and a half ago. Remember how we were waiting for Sony Ben's first game for like <laughs> ever? I like Vincent saying, like, so the first alternate for Shane is important now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope not. <laughs> But uh, the other, but here's what gave me hope. One, we've seen a lot of gameplay of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, what we're watching right now is like I still don't a feel like twelve we know minute what, chunk. I still don't feel like we know really what the gameplay loop is. Though. No, we really don't. You know? We have not seen. But look, we don't even we have no idea what God of War is either, and it has a release date for like a month and a half from now. So that doesn't concern me too much. And we have seen a good chunk of it. Uh, this. Yeah. We've seen uh, two different chunks that are over ten minutes long. Ben made all the siphon filters. Okay. Uh, Resistance Retribution and Uncharted Golden Abyss. Okay. So those port- are all pretty good games. Yeah, those are solid. Yeah. And Bubsy 3D, but let's not hold that again. Yeah, <laughs> but again, th- it's never made a game like this before. No, no. Are you telling me Bubsy 3D isn't the most epic <laughs> thing you've played in your lifetime? Yeah. I mean, the other thing I would say, other than just being concerned about whether it's coming out or not, or how good the developer is, is what they've shown of the game has been really interesting and, and something different. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it goes beyond, here's a million zombies coming at you. There's a lot of strategy in how you handle each skirmish. Uh, you can manipulate the undead to actually aid you in the game. Um, and when you start looking at games that critics might really resonate with, you kind of have to look for stuff that does do things that are different or new. And while this isn't groundbreaking by any stretch of the imagination, it does have some unique elements to it that I think could give it a little bit of a bump with critics. And so, yeah, fifth pick... Of the draft, I, I think I'm cool taking it there. Yeah, uh, again, I think if it comes out, you're in good shape. But. That it is a big concern, though, mm-hmm. without a doubt. So we'll see. That's why we have alternates. Mm-hmm. All right, your fifth pick. Fifth pick is uh, kind of the equivalent of your Monster Hunter pick, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. Dragon Ball Fighters, which is like a week out. Um, yeah, another good reason, a good good thing that we did the show today. Yeah, also a good thing they did not make the review embargo any earlier. Yeah, um, <laughs> or it would have been DQ. But I think this thing is going to get, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if this was in the 90s. I, I don't know. Have you been playing it? Have you played the beta last no, weekend? No, but I don't need to because... The press is all over the it. The press is all over it and Dragon Ball fans uh, are not beholden to normal ideas of what quality is. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this thing, and this is like one of the most uh, true-to-form depictions of Dragon Ball combat I've ever seen. Like, there, some of the big finale things and like the way the matches end and some of this stuff is like, it's mind-boggling how good and how close to the cartoon it looks. Oh yeah. And I think you know, you're, you're, if this is reviewed 
by people who are fans of the property and there's no reason it shouldn't be, they're going to love it. Like there's no, it, you know, even if it's not the most complex fighting game ever made or whatever. It is pretty and complex. And it is. It's, I mean, it's, it's definitely Marvel versus Capcom level complex, I would say. But like, well, I think arc- this thing's just going to, I think it's going to review through the roof. It's an Arc System Works fighter. Mm-hmm. And so it's made Guilty Gear and Blas Blue. And it, it actually plays more like those games than Marvel versus Capcom, with the exception of the tag mechanic, where you mm-hmm. have the three fighters that can come in. And I did play this exhaustively last weekend. I did a play view of it. It's live on the site right now. Um, and I had a blast with it. But it is still kind of this creaky Japanese fighter. Like, um, the menus are real, like, Spartan and goofy looking with weird font. And look, I realize that's not going to really affect the game's score or not. But, like, it has a story mode, but the story mode's kind of just tacked on. It's like, hey, here's a cutscene in between each one of these fights. It's nothing like Injustice 2, for, mm. for example. It doesn't have to be, though. But, here, but here's what I'll say. The fighting, the actual fighting in this game is incredible. It feels so good. Like, when I first started, I had no idea how to play it, but... I got much better at this game very, very quickly. And the reason I did is because it the controls are just like butter. The timing for everything, blocking the attacks, you get it right away. Um, and then the attacks themselves are very similar to games that you've played in the past. It's quarter circle forward, hit a button. Quarter, quarter circle backwards, hit a button. Um, so it doesn't take long to kind of learn the moves. But the strategy of the game is exceptionally deep. It, that part of it, I even after a weekend, I still felt like I was lost on. And I also jumped in, like, a little later, so a lot of the people playing were just, like, masters of it already. And I think there was another beta before this one, right? Wasn't this the second beta? I feel like some of those guys had been playing both betas. Oh, for sure. (laughs) And, uh, but I liked it because I got to see what high-level play of the game looks like, and it is mighty impressive. So, uh, it's a great pick. I I think you're right. I think it'll get, at the very least, like, an Mm 8.5. And depending, maybe it it ticks up there closer to a 9, maybe. I think presentation is going to give this thing a boost. It is gorgeous. Whether it deserves it or not, I don't know. But I I feel pretty confident of... If I had to kind of bet on which which games in my list were going to be in the 90 range, I think this one would be up there. Just because it's... As long as they don't mess it up. Yeah. uh, As long as it's fun to play on a kind of a casual level for, like... Someone who's been you know who plays it for a week or so, I think it's going to score real, real high. I will say this too. I feel like critics are a little more forgiving with fighting games than they yes, are other genres. They are. I don't know why that is. Because they don't know anything about them. Maybe. Because <laughs> there's there's a I think there's kind of like this fear of like oh I, I don't know I, enough. I don't know so. enough, so I'm just saying it was really good. <laughs> Have fun fighting game community. Because if you like, tank it, it is actually really good. You're never gonna hear the end of it from right. the community. Yeah. Um, and I think this one just is the perfect storm of kind of like a, a team that knows how to put a fighting game together, a license that makes a lot of sense, and visuals that just do that license justice in a way that almost nothing, I think maybe nothing else ever has. Yeah, you're probably right. And uh, it also has a capital Z at the end of the title. Yeah, that's great too. <laughs> I mean, That'll get it another two tenths. Fighters. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I mean, even some, as someone who's not a Dragon Ball fan in any way, shape, Me or form, either, yeah. I'm like, this looks amazing. Yeah, I mean, I don't like, care about Dragon Ball at all, and I had a blast playing this last mm-hmm. weekend and didn't want to stop. I had to stop to get other stuff done, but... Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not entirely accurate to the show in the sense that they don't stand there for four days <laughs> yeah. before the fight begins, but... Uh, there is a part of that in the game, though. Like, you uh, you can stand there and scream yeah, there, and build yeah, your Yeah, there team. is, like, a, a build-up-the-power a build up the power thing, but... Which it, is a whole risk-reward thing. I mean, that was, that was entire episodes in the oh, show. Oh, I know, I, I know. Mean, 
I've watched it before. That's why I don't get it. Yeah. I wasn't going to just write it off without ever giving it a go. It just... I was I was too old when it came out. Yeah. It was, it was, but when it finally aired in America, if you were young, if you were young enough, it was a very formative experience. I have a nephew that's obsessed with it still. Yeah. And well, he's, we have, he's in his twenties now. Well, we know uh, you know our friend Carrado, who is a big big yeah. fan of this because he grew up in Italy and they aired it when he when we were kids. You know, he's right. our age, but he was you know when they aired it in the eighties in Italy, and so yeah. he grew up with it and he loves it. Like that's. It's uh, it's it's something that just appeals to the kid. In I think I think it's a good pick. It's it is at least it's going to get an eight without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, and no... at your fifth pick, like that's pretty much the best you can hope for at this point. Right. As long as you're guaranteed an eight or better with your fifth, you got to be pretty happy with that. So good pick. Now it's time for my next choice, and this one is the one that you remarked more on. I think any of my picks. Yeah, because I I went back and forth on including this one on my list, and I just decided it's too risky. Okay. Well, let me make my pick, and then you can explain why you think it's risky. So my pick is The Crew 2. Uh, If any of you guys watched our E3 coverage last year, this would not be a surprise, because Mm -hmm. I was really, really impressed with The Crew 2 at E3. Um, Driving games, it's getting hard to kind of create your own space, your own wiggle room in that genre at this point, and I feel like this game absolutely does. Uh, It's a multi-discipline racing game. But transitioning from one discipline to another is completely seamless. I've never mm-hmm. played a racing game like that before. Um, I did get to spend time actually playing it at the show. Everything worked as advertised. Um, the demos that they've shown you are not a bunch of bullcrap. This is actually how the game plays. Um, I was really impressed with it. it. The fact that it was delayed does give me a little bit of pause, mm-hmm. but it is a really ambitious driving game. And so it didn't surprise me that much, but it did give me a little pause when I went to pick the game. Um, I just feel like, um, like yeah, I felt kind of the same way about the first crew, where it's like, when you first played it, like it does what it says, it like you know, it, it gives you this big map and all this stuff. It was re- it's a cool game. It demos well, and then when I got it and I sat down to really play it after like three hours, I just realized there was too much crap to do. I didn't have any way to focus on anything, and I just felt kind of overwhelmed, and I just sort of backed away from it, and. Like my fear, and I am looking forward to this game. This is this is one of the games that's on, definitely on my short list of things I definitely want to play, and I was disappointed that it was delayed too. Although I hope that it was delayed to make it better. Oh, of course. Um, yeah. But like, I just have I in my head I have this nightmare scenario where it gets like sixty-eight. Oh boy, you know <laughs> that would be a crusher. where it just doesn't come together. They better than they, a zero, they, but they not much. Find, they don't find a way to kind of make it gel and make it something that's compelling to keep playing and keep doing. Well, I think the first and crew like, actually scored higher than that, though. It might have, but like I feel like g- game reviewers often don't have as much mercy the second time around. No, you're right. If you don't fix and that, that's problem. totally fair. I mean, that's like, completely fair. And I just can't. Way. I you know, there's no real way to really know that until it makes it. And like I hope I'm wrong, but I just wasn't willing to risk it. So yeah, and like I, I think I, this is a brave pick. Let's put it that way. Okay. Well, I. Uh, in addition to playing it, I did sit in with a demo, and I, one thing I will say is that the developer who handled the demo basically repeated a lot of the stuff mm. that you just said, and said we're all we are very well aware of that. And he also said, you know, despite the issues with the first game, the first game was very successful. Oh, the first game did really well. It's done, I mean, financially, right? With critics, it did well, okay. Well, it's like Wildlands '72, right. yeah, but like sold, sold really, like really well, yeah. But so, like that's the kind of thing I'm worried about is that sort of, you know look at you look at Wildlands even you know because I finally got I'm like I should probably play the top selling game of the year, and I got it on sale and I and I played it and even now I loaded I loaded up for that Predator thing that was yeah. pretty awesome. Uh-huh. But I like you look at you look at that map and it's just like it's just too it's just too much. overwhelming. It's so yeah. many things and you're just like yeah. 
like I, part I mean part of me does have sort of this affinity for the kind of the Ubisoft checklist map thing, you know, mm-hmm. where it's just like go through and do little stupid things until everything has a little check mark next OCD to it. OCD nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> but like sometimes I look at that and I'm just like I'm never going to get there, you know? <laughs> like uh, look, I did that with open world games a long time yeah. ago. By the time I got to Assassin's Creed 3, that was it. Yeah, and like the crew like, one. I'm never going to 100% any of these games. I just don't have the time have or the motivation to do it. That's the sad thing is I've 100 of all the Assassin's Creed games. Origins? Did you just... I didn't 100% Origins. I'm still working on it. Okay. Do a... But I did do all those stupid DLC time... Not DLC, but like the timed trials things. Oh, you did? I, found... I did them around level 36, so you don't have to be level 40. Okay. It just took a while because they're, they're, they're stupid. The, all three of them are the same boss fight with different attacks. Oh. Uh... And it took a long time at that level, but by doing them, I got a lot, got my levels up pretty fast. And then it turned out that I couldn't even get the thing you're supposed to be rewarded by. Because be... you weren't high level enough? Well, no, because... You have to wait till the event happens again. Uh, so I so the, they did each one one at a time, and then around Christmas they did all three at once, and I did all three. And they're like, "Oh, well, you have to like go do, you have to complete it a, a second, another time." What? And but it doesn't count if you do it again in the same event. You have to wait for them to reactivate it, I guess. So yeah. I haven't actually gone back and done that since then. But um, <laughs> it's I mean, there's still three areas in that map I haven't seen yet. Like it's the gigantic. game is gigantic. And you're right, the crew, too, could be like that. It could just be this thing that's just so big. I never got out of the frickin' Midwest in the crew one. Like, yeah. I, just, I just, I got bogged down in Illinois and, like, around Detroit, and I just, like, and I, I, I'm just, I'm like, I just, I just want to go to Kansas. I just want to go make, <laughs> I just want to make it to Texas, and I keep getting, like, sidetracked by, like, speed trap races and shit. Yeah. Like, it just, it, it was so much crap being thrown at you that I couldn't focus. I think the other thing that has me excited about this game, though, is that it is a true arcade-style racer. It's yeah, like we, which, we, which you've said many times, like, there isn't one of those. No, it's like we call Forza Horizon an arcade racer, but it's really mm. not. Like, when you think of arcade racers of yore, this is the game that you're talking about. Crazy yeah. jumps, insane tracks, um, a lot more action, certainly far more over the top than any driving sim. And uh, I just think it's got a good formula. And again, sixth pick, I'm looking for an 8.2, 8.4 to be happy. And, and I think this game should be able to supply it. And again, Ubisoft's commitment to quality is pretty high yeah i think there's it typically a good does chance. not put out junk especially over the last couple of years where it's kind of reined in its annual sequelitis that has been yeah i think there's to. a good chance it'll it'll score well but at the same time i feel like there's a there's also a good chance that like reviewers are going to be cynical about it and just sort of look at it and be like ah it's it's a little better but it's fine 7.2 or something you know, like, the other problem too is that which would not try... be the problem with a game but it would be just sort of, I don't, I, I, maybe I guess I'm a little worried that reviewers aren't going to give this one a fair, a fair shake. Well, the other problem, too, is that when you try to do a multidisciplined racing game, you're increasing your chances of right. failure. It's like if it's like just you, a driving yeah. game, it's much easier to nail it. When you have to nail Like the several, boats might just suck. Right. Like the the physics for the boats could be terrible. The water doesn't react realistically to the boats. The, the plane controls could be mm-hmm. erratic or way too rash. I mean, there's, you're right. There's... Several things that could set this game up to not score well. But again, I played it. And I sat and watched a demo and listened to them talk about what their focus was in developing it. And I'm pretty confident that it should at least get me an 8 here in the 6th hole. So, well, I hope you're right because I'm looking forward to it. It, lo- it looks like fun just watching yeah. the B-roll that we have there. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, what's your 6th pick, Matt? My 6th pick is uh, Vampire. This, to me was your riskiest pick. Mm, could be. Uh, I think, I mean, I think... You should probably tell people, some people may not yeah. even know so what Vampire it is. So Vampire is an action, was an action RPG kind of yeah. thing. 
from Don't Nod, the people who made uh, Life is Strange. The yep. first, not the, not the prequel, but the first one. The original, yeah. Um, so it's a little bit of a departure for them. But I think a lot of a departure. I think it's going to have a lot of like story-driven elements the way Life is Strange did, though. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm just sort of basically banking on uh, studio quality level continuing to their second project. Um, the fact that they were willing to step away from their... There, from Life is Strange to do this in the you know in the interim before they do Life is Strange two says to me that they have an idea that they think they know is worth pursuing and they have some inspiration happening here, which is kind of the Horizon Zero Dawn effect where I'm just like okay you guys know you want to make this yeah and that usually is a positive sign, and uh, I just I feel like they've got a lot of talent over there and I feel like they they they're going to deliver and it might surprise everybody. And I'm pretty sure it's coming out this year. So yeah, I, I have big concerns about this game in this in this pick because. If I think about to playing the original Life is Strange, the parts that were the worst parts of the game were the parts where they actually gave you more control and it was mm-hmm. more like a, tra- a traditional video game. Storytelling, writing, facial animation, all that stuff, top shelf. Mm-hmm. And I am very excited for Vampire personally for that very reason. Um, to have a great narrative built around vampires, uh, I think that it has, it has sort of the potential to be something big. But it's an action RPG, and uh, having that studio having never really worked with combat at all, that makes me really nervous. Um, I don't. I may have drafted this later on, or maybe as an alternate. But the sixth pick seems a little high to me. Hmm. I'm, but it could end up being this darling that comes out of nowhere. And part we could of it be was talking be- about don't nod, like we talked about Gorilla this year, where we're like, holy cow. Gorilla made these shoot these sterile shooters for like a decade, right. and then all of a sudden they bust out with Horizon Zero Dawn. It could be the same deal with Don't Nod. Yeah, I think maybe. And also, I'm hoping there's sort of a thing going on, like you said, with the Crew Two development team knowing what they didn't, you know, quite yeah. get right before. They could have hired people to come in, um, and yeah. Or, or they might, you know, be working on it at a different angle. You know, we all know what good action RPGs feel like. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Maybe, maybe you didn't, you know, maybe that just wasn't the focus of Life is Strange. They weren't able to put that kind of time in to make it feel better. Because in the end, it didn't hurt Life is Strange. Yeah. Um, so I'm not really willing to... The, the real thing here is, like, in terms of how high the pick is, is I felt like this was the last thing on my list that you might also go for. Got yeah. So I was going to ask you, because I was going to say, part of... Draft strategy in fantasy football, and this is one part where fantasy football and fantasy video game drafts mm-hmm. actually connect, is knowing when to pick the game, knowing who your opponent is, what they <clears> like, <throat> and where you think they might take that game or mm-hmm. in foot in fo- fantasy football where they might take that player. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would have... So I, I see you're trying to head me off at the pass because you want to get it before I do, but I probably wouldn't have taken this until like one of my last couple picks. Mm-hmm. Right, but like... What I'm saying is, like, and we'll, as we'll go through, nothing else you picked was anything that was on my list at all. No, oh, okay. So it was, it was actually the right time to pick it oh, because yeah. everything else I wanted I got yeah. and everything else you picked was not on my, my short list. Okay. So I'm not, I'm like, if, if it had worked out differently, like, I'd probably agree with you and where I put it, but I feel like it, it, the pick, this pick came at the right time because I think it was the only other thing we were both looking at. And, I mean, ultimately, the order that you pick the games in doesn't matter. Right. It's not like you get bonus points because you picked it at a certain place. All that matters is that it's on your roster. Yeah. It comes out. So, totally get it. All right, it's time for me to go to especially, my seventh. Especially because of how, and this will become evident, especially because of how the existence of the alternates changed... Some of the later picks. Yep. So Yeah. This draft gets really interesting at the end, by the way, so stick around. 
Uh, all right, it's time for my seventh pick. And this is the one that I probably regret the most from this entire <laughs> draft. <laughs> this is the one I feel bad at myself about picking, and I feel like... So what they call it in fantasy football is reaching. When you draft a player earlier than you needed to because you really mm -hmm. wanted him. When you could have got another player and then maybe got that same player you picked early, like five rounds later, I reached for this game without a doubt. And that game is Detroit Become Human. Hmm. Um, I, re I regret this pick, I will say right now. I <laughs> like mean, you, you regret picking it at all or you regret picking it here? Nah, I don't look. I don't regret picking it at all because it is coming out this year. And again, like right. I'm crazy paranoid about picking games that aren't going to come out. Um, but after the draft, I didn't feel too bad about it at the time. You did make like a comment in the text thread, mm -hmm. like, "Oh, like what are you doing? Like that could get a six or whatever." I think this game might be the t might be the, finally be the moment where the gaming press sees through David Cage's bullshit. But they see that's the thing. They did. So after the draft was over, I obviously took your words to heart, like I always do. And I went back and looked at the aggregate for Beyond Two Souls, and it got a 62. Yeah. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> but I will say, this four, look, four this times a, the charm? This is a more compelling premise than Beyond it Two is. Souls. It is. It absolutely is. Um, um, I just think the execution... And Heavy Rain, for that matter, in my opinion. Heavy Rain could have been a more interesting... But, like, there's a, that's, that's, a, that's a different hour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it would take an hour. Yeah. <laughs> but this, like... It's. I think it's going to get some real mixed reviews. Like this, like this sequence here, I think, is where the hostage scenario they've shown is real interesting. Yeah. Um, but the they keep showing it over keep and showing over it. again. And the, the domestic, the child abuse thing they show is one of the most ham-handed pieces of crap I've ever it I've seen. It is. And that's, like, that was my big caveat with it, too. There are 80s sitcoms with a more nuanced treatment of the subject matter. And I feel like, and now that you've got this, the, you know, the... The accusations against Quantic Dream about like you know being a, a toxic workplace and all that, yeah. and he invoked Ellen Page as his defense yeah. for that. I'm like, dude, do you remember when she almost <laughs> sued you right. for putting a naked version of her in your game? Yeah. Like, there there is some weird stuff going on here, and I think it's going to sour some some of the. Well, press. as you said earlier, a lot of the press politically yep. are would have an issue with some of the stuff mm -hmm. in this game. Yeah, I mean, look, like I said, this is, I regret this pick totally. Um, after I started doing mm. more research, after we finished the picks, I was like, oh, what did I do? And, like, I, totally, I can't totally blame you. I mean, he, it was on my, it wasn't in my 10, yeah. but it was on my list of things to go to if you picked other things I wanted. Yeah. And during our text conversation, I deleted it. Because uh. after I was like, you know what? No, that's, I, that's not a safe pick. It's, I'm only, I only have that on here because I know it's coming out this year. I don't have it on there because I think it's going to score well. So yeah. I got rid of it. Um, we'll see. I am really loading up on PS4 exclusives, by the way. I have a Sony's not, not a bad, not a bad strategy, really. I mean, they they're pretty good. They're pretty good at, at at doing the game thing. Well, it's strange because Heavy Rain to me was very close to being a great game. There was a huge plot hole that ruined like the whole mm. game to me. But if that were not there, well, also I'm pretty sure you can attest that if you go to a police station in Philadelphia, the cops do not have French accents. No, <laughs> definitely not. But he, David Cage's games have this way of just screwing the pooch on one element so bad that it's almost unforgivable. And like with Heavy Rain, mm. there was a plot hole that was so big on a story-driven game that I was just like, I can't even like this. Because mm. if the story is total garbage, what else is There's there in these games? In, yeah. But to me, the premise of this is far more interesting than Heavy Rain or Beyond Two Souls. 
So it does get a leg up, but yeah, I uh, I regret picking this so high. It may have ended yeah. up being like one of my alternates or whatever. I just feel like like again the pre- yeah the premise is interesting, but it's like it I keep I keep ima- letting David Cage loose on the subject matter is not going to do you any favors. No, like it's, you're like, like it's right. it's like you have a shelf full of beautiful things that are all arranged very well, and like you feel like oh you could do something cool with like. Moving these around, and then David Cage is like a giant Labrador retriever that just you stick its ass right in front of the, and it just the tail wags and it just knocks everything over. Like that, <laughs> like that's what's gonna happen here, I think. If, if this were a controversy draft, would you pick this first or Far Cry Five first? I think I'd pick this first. Yeah, because <laughs> like Far Cry Five is gonna irritate some people, but I don't think you can like really get past the idea that it's a that it's a good game. You know, yeah, it's yeah. gonna be a game that's fun to play. The problem, like you say, the problem with David Cage's games when they fail on the execution and the narrative sense is there's no gameplay to fall back on. No, there's um, not. You, you know, you didn't, I didn't have fun playing Beyond Two Souls beyond not enjoying the story in places. It's like, if I wasn't enjoying what, what, the story I was being told, nothing about that game was keeping me there. The other weird and, thing for me is, you know, typically with the games that I like, I'm a gameplay guy. It's kind of odd that I... Ch- <laughs> this game. Yeah, I don't, okay. It really has none. Uh, we did there, do this draft at like midnight last night. Yeah, it was, it was it late. I'm going to chalk it up to being tired, but I do regret this pick. We'll see. It could end up being... Yeah, it, it could be... You know, at this point, if it gets a 6.5, bonus. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way I'm looking at it. I've kind of written this one off. We'll see. Maybe I'll get lucky for Maybe once. Maybe you'll get super lucky and it'll, it'll actually get a zero and you can substitute. <laughs> I don't think that counts. I think if it's released, it has uh, to stay. I, I think we can make a rule that if a game literally gets a zero <laughs> Metacritic average, you get to substitute. I think if you pick a game that gets a zero Metacritic average, you're kicked out of the league. <laughs> you're done. You're out. You win a special trophy. Yeah, you have to find happens. somebody else to be in the league after that. So, yeah, I, I regret that pick. We'll see how it works out. Matt, what's your, your next choice? My next pick is my old standard NBA 2K19. Yes, Matt every year chooses NBA 2K in this. It, it, it Madden... Oh, I, Always gets an 80-something. It's maddening that you do it. <laughs> but what is more maddening to me is that I always forget that you do it. I always forget. I always forget that you pick this every mm-hmm. year, and it's just a surefire at least 8, and on good years, like a 9. Last year, I think it, it rounded out at like an 82 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it didn't do as well as normal. But that was with like the crazy like controversy of the microtransactions mm-hmm. and everything. If, if 2K cleans that up... Right. Where does it score? It scores probably a nine. There. And at like, well, your and seventh we'll pick. And we'll see. Like the uh, like if they don't, like that's the thing, is like the press is not gonna let them get away with it this time. They didn't this um, year though. They didn't, but I think if they don't clean it up a lot of reviews didn't miss it though. It, they didn't yeah. give, they didn't give it the weight that you know the community decided they yeah. it should have. And I think games like especially sports games are so community driven that I think there will be an adjustment in how the, uh, the, this year's game is, is evaluated. And if 2K has not found a way to make the microtransactions not uh, offensively stupid and interfering with how the game progression works, they're going to get tagged for it. Yeah. Um, so, I, so that's one of the reasons this, this one's a little lower than maybe it should be. Because there is that feeling of like, oh, I should get this one before Shane heads me off at my own. And I, wouldn't have, I would have never picked this again. And, if, um, <laughs> you picked it, I completely forgot about it. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's more of a gamble than it's ever been before, but I feel, I'm hoping 2K learns its lesson because 2K is not EA. Yeah, and it's funny. Like I was doing research for this and just reading a lot of lists, people's most anticipated, blah, blah, blah. And one caveat in almost all of them was... We're not going to include any sports games. 
Mm-hmm. Like they just chopped them out, and I think when I read that, I was like, "Oh!" And I just kind of took sports and just plucked it into the back <laughs> of my brain. It's so funny though. I'm so into sports. Yeah. But you're the one that picks this every year, and I'm not. So I'm not a basketball fan, by the way. But neither uh, am I. Yeah. I, I. Although when I was a only kid, baseball, I like less. When than I was a very, very, very young kid, like two and three years old, my dad was a giant USF fan, University of San Francisco, uh-huh. and because that's where he went, and he would go to, uh, he would take us, take us, to, we'd go to basketball games up there, and I don't remember this because I was two, but apparently I would just be up in the bleachers screaming my head off and rooting for, the, <laughs> like, ah, like, like, like wow. the like the angriest, like most like enthusiastic sports, and everybody would comment and like, oh, he's such a big fan. I go USF, yeah, <laughs> USF Don and. Training kind of thing, and like you know, within like five years, I did not care about yeah. any of it. Like I, and it's like I look at bas- basketball is the one sport that I just can't. Like I don't most care. sports, if they're on TV, if I'm in, the, I'm in the room, like I can watch them and sort of pick up on it and kind of get into it and enjoy it well enough for what it is. Yeah. Basketball, just I'm completely uninterested in basketball. Yeah, I'm like, not I don't know. I don't know what it is. Basketball and baseball to me, I just I don't. Care. I like baseball. In fact, I, I think I like soccer better than basketball and baseball. I would say I like soccer better than basketball. I mean, I played soccer for four years, so I'm biased. Yeah. But like um, football for all you all the Euros yeah, yeah. watching. But like I watch watch a high level soccer game and like. You under, I mean, at least for me, I understand why they call it the beautiful game. Oh, for like sure. it's amazing to it really watch. Is, yeah. Um, and like, I w- it makes me wish I liked soccer more because like the idea of like I because w- it, it's always happening. It's it's always yeah, on. Never, something never something that matters soccer. is always happening in <laughs> soccer. You know, like Sterling McGarvey, our friend Sterling McGarvey, yeah, like yeah. he's super into soccer. And he's, and he has something to care about every, every weekend, day, all yeah. the time. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, I just, it just it feels like it must be so much fun, so so cool to, to like never sit down, have an off season. Never have an off season. Sit down on any weekend and know like you can invite your friends over and like there's something something to watch and something to talk about and something to root for and be excited yeah. about. Like I am jealous of soccer fans who are super into it. I, I that seems like a really cool sport to be your favorite thing. Yeah, I'm an NFL and NHL guy through and through. No, again, so. I like the NFL and and I like I don't watch NHL on TV, but. Uh, man, I love going to hockey games. Hockey like, games, hockey's probably the best live sport to go watch. It's so much And I fun. think people who say they don't like hockey, they, they need to go to a game. Yeah, you need to go to a hockey game. It will, it's, uh, it's so much give fun. you an appreciation for the sport. And this is me talking. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's just a great I'm surprised experience. you didn't wear. So Matt has this jersey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like that he wears awful. to Super Bowl parties sometimes. And what does it say on the front? Your uh, team name here a, or something? It says uh, City Name. Yeah. City Name Sports Team. It's <laughs> yeah. from somethingawful.com. <laughs> Great. <laughs> it's a city name sports team number zero zero, and on the back it says uh, "popular player." Right, <laughs> where, the na- where the name would go. <laughs> I thought you might rock it today, but uh, no, yeah. I didn't think of that. I forgot about that. <laughs> Super Bowl party next weekend. Yeah, Super Bowl. Party. You have to dust it off. Uh, anyway, off on a tangent as we often do. Uh, so yeah, your next pick, your pick was NBA two K nineteen. It's a, it's just, I mean, it's just a super straightforward like strategy pick there. Okay. So here's where the draft starts getting a little more interesting. This is where Matt and I kind of mentally shifted gears Mm -hmm. and recognized the fact that, hey, we have two alternates. And it was also kind of where, before we did the draft, I'm like, man, changing the rules and bringing the alternates may take away the strategy. But as the draft went on, I started to realize, okay, it took away some other strategy, but it added Mm -hmm. a new layer. And this is where Matt and I kind of recognized that and started saying, well, okay, we have two games to burn, kind of. And uh, so we started picking games that might be a little risky. And my first pick in that vein is Forza Horizon 4. Now, 
typically... And we don't know this game exists. It, it has not been officially announced yet. But it yet. probably does. I, so... If history is any indication... Exactly. For the last eight years mm-hmm. now, it has been an on and off cycle. Forza Every Motorsport, Forza Horizon. Forza Motorsport, Forza Horizon. This is the year for Forza Horizon. Forza Horizon 3 is my favorite driving game of this entire generation. It did get a, it did actually get an aggregate of like a 9.1. Mm-hmm. Um, and the studio, what the real the real issue for me is, the studio has just been brought up in rumors of pulling a gorilla. Mm-hmm. It's made this awesome driving game for these years, but now suddenly it may be creating this other game which is Fable. Fable. Well, I see. I think Playground's big enough to do two things. I hope so. They are. But I mean, it, also, if, if it sounds like they just started on this Fable project, in which case, what have they been doing for two years? It's true. Uh, it's still risky. It is risky case. in the sense we don't know it, it exists. But like, I feel like as risky things we don't know they exist go, this is pretty solid. The upside here is pretty big. Yeah. To be able to get a game at the If you're eighth, right, this is probably a 90 at least. Right, in the 8th spot, right. which is pretty unheard of. And so. like and you got to back up if it doesn't come out if it doesn't actually happen to exist. Yeah. And on top of that, um you know, I I think the evidence is pretty good just in the two, every two years thing is pretty good. Also consider that Forza Horizon 3 has not gotten a 4K or an HDR like upgrade. I think it's about to though, isn't is it? it? I like think so. so, yeah. But it just makes sense that like Here's it's all Xbox One fixing X. together. It's yeah. all fitting together. Like Forza Horizon for the Xbox One X feels like it's, you know, you want to keep that that ball rolling, that train rolling, that car rolling. Yeah. And it's, uh, <laughs> I mean, it all hinge on where it takes place. But like they've nailed that for three three games in a row, and I'm sure they'll do it again. Yeah. I mean, I'm just personally, I'm really excited for it. I can't. And wait it just to play. feels like it feels like it must be like like it must be like breathing to them to make these by now. So I'd hope so. We'll see. Playground is Playground is a pretty big. <laughs> company it's you know and i clearly they've produced consistently and well and quality wise it's all up there they're they're you know a top level outfit i think you have proven themselves to be a top level outfit and i have no problem believing that microsoft would be like here's a lot more money expand add another team make this fable thing i don't think they would i don't think they're going to shut down one of their top like you know, one of their top franchises, which I think Horizon has become. That's in, what I was gonna say. To, is to, Microsoft, to, to do Fable instead, I right. think they're adding Fable. Microsoft not releasing this would be leaving a lot of money on the table. Yes, so, for sure. Um, I, all I, that I played think into my thinking, but we'll I see. think you're ninety-five percent like golden on this one. Well, you make me feel a little bit better. I appreciate that. Like in fact, when you said <laughs> you're that, a good pal. When you when you said that out, when you texted that, I was just like, ah, I can't believe I didn't think of that. Like, it was like, it's like I, NBA 2K It for just me. didn't click in my... Forza Horizon 4 did not click in my head. Well, see, my second. fear, too, and I'll say this now, but I didn't say it during the draft. My fear was when I picked the crew, too, that it would jog your memory. Mm. And you'd be like, what other driving no. games? Oh, Forza Horizon Never entered 4. my head. Never entered my head. Yeah. So the, anyway, we'll see how it works out. Again, we have two alternates coming up that could fill in a gap if it does not get released this year. We'll see. Matt, what's your eighth pick? Uh, seventh pick? This will be your eighth. Eh. You can look at the graphics on the monitor. Weird. Eight. Nine. Okay, sure. Math is hard. Um, My eighth pick is Nintendo Labo Variety Pack. (laughs) Because uh, I don't know how good any of this stuff's going to be, but I can hear the gaming press spooging all over themselves 
all over the cardboard. Well, right you can now. Uh, you can just go on Twitter and see that happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This this thing is going to review through the roof. I picked this one over the giant robot one because uh, I think this one's going to have more variety. Yeah, yeah. It'll uh, be the call the variety pack. Yeah. Um, it, it's, <laughs> After all, yeah, and this is going to be the one that all the game journalists get to do. The things like I played this with my child, and it was right. the most magical experience of my gaming life. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be that crap, and it's going to get high scores because of it. And uh, I think it's really silly, but like I think it's going to review extremely well, so I picked it. I think that's a very smart pick, and you're right. A lot of games journalists now, at this point, they're not twenty to twenty-five, twenty-six-year-old no. kids. They're late 20s, 30s, 40s, and they, they have families. families. They got things like that. I look forward to the, the reviews that talk about how the kid sat on the cardboard piano <laughs> five minutes into it, and now they can't get a replacement unless they 3D print something. But, like, yeah. um, it's, uh, I think it's going to be a big deal. I think, uh, you know, obviously we're going to have a separate video going up about the Labo, I think you said. Yeah. But, like... It's uh, it's gonna make a splash in the press. I don't know how the public will receive it, but oh, uh, it already made a splash with the public. It's been the top seller in games on Amazon since it was announced. Yeah, well, it's Nintendo. But like we've said before, sales don't matter with this. It's no. how the the press receives it. So so I think it'll be, I think the press will be all over this thing, and I, I think beyond that, the I think they already are. Yeah, but I think the mainstream press will be as well. Oh yeah. Uh, so this is the type of stuff that ends up on right. USA Today, this is and like, Yahoo.com. When people say like, "Oh my God, why are they doing it? Why are they doing this?" Because like local news will air this stuff. Oh yeah, because absolutely. Because like the Wiimote, like the Wii original, it makes for a great visual. I went on like two different newscasts to show off the Wii when it launched. Mm -hmm. Like and two this local is, this LA is stations. All, this is that all over again. Like, yeah, it's like visual. The Wii, this is part of the problem with Wii U. It didn't have anything that, that did that. Yeah. And this one, like. It's a cardboard piano. It's a fucking great visual. It's like yeah. you can put that on any new, any little human interest news feature thing, and have people go, "Oh, that's cool!" Like that's that's yeah. the whole point, and it's gonna work. Yep. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. Uh, okay, so here you're we're lucky I didn't pick the giant robot one next. <laughs> yeah, which you just absolutely, keep going. you absolutely could have. Uh, we're coming down the home stretch here. Just a couple picks and two alternates left. Uh, and my ninth pick is my next to last pick in the draft: Valkyria Chronicles Four. Interesting. And I realize, I totally realize that the last couple games have not been well received. They kind of moved yeah. over to handheld. This is a supposedly a return. This to is form. the return to form. The first game, uh, its Metacritic average is like an 86 or 87. Um, you would hope that the development team has learned a few, the old dog has learned a few new tricks mm -hmm. by this point. Um, again, everything I've seen of this game um, at trade shows via media that's been released for it has been impressive. Uh, just looking at the media that's been released, you can tell it is actually absolutely a callback to the first Valkyria mm. Chronicles. Um, it's a unique game. There aren't really any other games on the market that are like this that have this kind of a budget and these kinds of production values. Um, always my big concern, though, particularly when you're dealing with the Western press, is the cultural differences, mm -hmm. the translation, how does that go, uh, the voice acting, how does that end up? Um, with some publishers, you don't have to worry about it. Square Enix, not a big deal. No. You know, Square Se Sega's real, yeah, <laughs> um, varied. Yes, let's, let's, let's be way. kind, I guess. Uh, if this were a Square Enix game, I wouldn't have those concerns. It's not. It's a Sega mm. game. Sega's translation, importation policies, and standards have been mm. all over the map. So that more makes complicated me a little by the inclusion of Atlas because they own them. Absolutely, and yeah. Atlas tends to, I think, do a better job than the mainline Sega stuff does these days. 
But And some people may see this and be like, oh my god, I can't believe that game was even drafted. But when we finish this up, we'll actually run through the games that were kind of on the fringe for us. And you'll see why a game like Valkyria Chronicles 4 ended up getting drafted. Mm-hmm. But it is my ninth pick, and I'm not counting on a gigantic score here. I think yeah. it's an eight. That's total bonus to me. I mean, it's, it's a solid pick. I, I thought about it. I didn't in part because I've been burned by this series so much yeah. that I just don't trust it anymore. Yeah. But that may be my own my own failing, and it, <laughs> it, it'll, it'll probably do well. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely some red flags with this game, but pickings are pretty slim around this point. And, again... Yeah. We'll point that out when we wrap this up. So, Matt, what's your ninth pick? So here's where we start getting into the long shots. Yep. Kingdom Hearts 3. That's a, I think that's a long shot. Didn't it we is. just talk about this a month ago and you said No Way in Hell it comes out this year? There's a lot of rumors swirling around right now that they're going to announce a, a 2018 release for it. Soon. Okay. Um, I did notice. That doesn't necessarily mean I believe it's going to make it, but it does mean that if there's a chance... I don't want to be left without it. I did notice that almost every most anticipated games list had this game on it. Mm-hmm. But I would also add that every single list had Anthem. Right. And every single list had The Last of Us Part Two. Right. And and I, the anticipated stuff doesn't mean anything. Yeah. I, I, but I think, you know, just the stuff I'm hearing, it's not impossible. And if I have that alternate ready to go when this thing doesn't come out this year... I'd rather have had the shot at having it on the list because I think it's going to review huge. No, of course it will, without a doubt. I mean, if it comes out, this is probably the pick of the draft. Could be. <laughs> well, maybe not, actually. Both of our next two picks are pretty good ones. Yeah. If, if... And I, again, I don't know if anything beats Red Dead this year. Mm, I don't know. It, look, it could not be good. It could, it not could be... but if they deliver, and if they yeah. deliver on what you know, we are, people are thinking when we see those trailers. Well, when I say best pick of the draft, I don't mean oh, that mean like... it's going to score the highest. I mean where it was drafted right. for what you get for it, essentially. Like Forza Horizon 4. Like mm-hmm. That could be a good pick because it gets a high score, but I got it with the eighth pick instead of okay. top five or whatever. And if, you get King, if Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out and you got it in the ninth pick... <laughs> Hello! Yeah. That's the game changer. That's a league winner right there. They t- potentially could be. So, we'll see. Um, I would be shocked if it comes out this year. Yeah, me too. But like, if it does... Doesn't lose me anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, and here is my last regular pick of the draft. My 10th pick. Again, two alternates coming up here, mm-hmm. so we're not completely done. But my last pick in the Sifted 2018 video game fantasy draft is... Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Ooh. So, it's due. It's been, it due. It's been three years since Rise of the Tomb Raider. Just two weeks, or a week ago, or two weeks ago, the studio came out and said, we're going to announce this game, and it's going to come out very soon after it's announced. So they're saying very limited space between mm-hmm. debut and when it actually releases. I can't imagine that... They would be talking about this unless it was coming out this year. I would think so, yeah. Um, and it is time. Well, it's well and also, due. let's not forget, there's a Tomb Raider movie this year. Yeah, absolutely. Based on this version of Tomb Raider. Right. And so, uh, I don't think it's even really that crazy of a pick. No, I, it's I, not. I may be even more confident that Tomb Raider's going to come out this year than Forza Horizon 4. It's not unreal. If, yeah. I, w- if I would not have got the story about Playground working on something else, I would say that's fooey. I'd believe Forza first. But... With that little caveat in there for Forza, I'm more confident that maybe Tomb Raider comes out this year than that. And again, we have the two alternates, and, mm-hmm. and you know, I drafted this whole time knowing that basically I had two picks to blow, essentially. 
I knew that, and then I had to make sure that I followed that up with the strategy of my alternates have to be lock solid, rock solid locks to come out this year, which I ultimately, I did do that. Uh, so Forza Horizon 4 and, the, and Tomb Raider were the games that I took the risks on, knowing that I had the two alternates, but also knowing that I had to be really conservative when I picked my alternates. So, mm -hmm. so that's it. My last pick of the regular draft, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Right. What's your last pick, Matt? Well, you want to get nuts? <laughs> Let's get nuts. <laughs> Elder Scrolls Six. Huzzah! <laughs> I love. So, I love that you. I love that. Yeah, I think it's great. So here's the thing. Um, you know, we don't know anything about this. There's yeah. no indication that it's They've actually denied that it's it even, even exists. Yeah. But if this isn't coming out this year, I don't know what Bethesda is doing this year. Like exactly. They, they either they either they've decided they don't need revenue in 2018, or or Elder Scrolls is coming out. And the other like, thing too is that. Their M.O. is announce, release. Move. Yeah, go. Uh, and I still say, if they announce that they're doing a press press conference at E3, I'm right. Oh, yeah. I win. You probably will be right. Um, and if, and if I am... They're going to show us Battlecry? Right. And if I am right, that's a 90-something. Oh, easily. In the, in the 10th pick spot. Oh, yeah. Boom. I mean, it could literally be close to a 10. Yeah. Um, Although there is a little bit of a wild card with Bethesda's yeah, Elder Scrolls I mean, games because they do have a lot of bugs typically at launch. Right. Well, and also like you, you never know, you never know where the first game that the pre, like, similar to where they're going to rebel, where they're finally going to see through the bullshit. You yeah. know what I mean? Because like I don't know if it's bullshit though. These games are really. No, I, I mean I love them, but like you got to admit, like it's time to ditch the gamebryo. Yeah. Engine. It's time to have the combat be a little something more than just whack 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 yeah there, like there's time it's time for a little you know a, a little progression here in terms of the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay in these games beyond just the exploration and if they do an elder scroll 6 that does not do that does not advance the this the the mechanics of this series in a way that we expect from something that's a new generation and new tech I feel like it could you know it could at least be in the 80s if it's if you know it could get dinged for for not moving forward enough, for resting on its laurels, and, and using that frickin' Gamebryo engine again. Really, that's the main thing. I like, stop using that engine. Oh my god, it's like, it's like, it's like driving a cardboard box. I mean, hey... Which is okay on the Switch, but like, give me a... <laughs> but look, it's been so long. Yeah. Bethesda has absolutely had enough time to write right. a brand new engine for this game. Right. Well, it's like I was, I was, I was leaving, like, my girlfriend made a, made a, because she knows what I picked, and yeah. she's she made a comment about like I'm like if if this isn't what what they're working on for this year, like I don't know what the hell they're doing. What are they and, doing? And she's like they're putting Skyrim on everything. I'm like they That's already done. did that. That's done. It's there's, on everything. There's no platform left. You can play Skyrim on our toaster. Like there's no <laughs> on our refrigerator. No, room. <laughs> No, I think that's actually a really solid pick. I would not be shocked at all if that game is announced at E3 and released in November. Yeah, and if it's not, I got an alternate on yep. deck. Yep. So. And this, again, I, I'm really glad that we changed this. Mm -hmm. Because it did kind of, it lets you take some risks here and there. Yeah. Like, it, the traps had become, like, at least me personally, I'd become so risk-averse that it also almost wasn't fun anymore. And you weren't getting to profile the better games because by the end of the draft, I was like picking these games. I'm like, well, I hope it gets a five. Like, um, I like that we've changed it up this year and included these alternates so we can go a little bit pie in the sky here and there on this draft. So, mm -hmm. so now I have left is two al two alternates for both of us. Uh, my first alternate is a pick that you hate, a way out. Mm -hmm. um, 
Well, I don't hate it in the sense that I think it's going to screw you, but... <laughs> well, you're, you are not a fan of the game. No. And I think it's... I don't think this is going to review well. I think it's... It's going it, to... You know, people look at it and they say, oh, it's cool, couch co-op, but I think, like, once you realize, like, oh, we're pushing laundry carts around with two guys we don't really <laughs> like very much, like, you're going to get in a David Cage scenario where it's like, I don't think... It doesn't look very fun to play, and it doesn't look very interesting to watch. I so. don't think uh, most of the game takes place in the prison, though. I think you get out, and yeah. then you... Well, you go out and go meet the family and friends of all these two guys I don't care about. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah thrilling. Well, my look, my first of all, these next two picks for me, this one and the next one, were just... It is coming out Stone this year. Cold yeah. locks. It's coming no out. No question. Um, this game, by the way, I mean, again, it's kind of irrelevant to our draft, but this game was on every single most anticipated list, and mm. in a lot of cases was in like the top ten. Um, and again, this is about what the press thinks right. about the game, and the same people that are making these lists who have played this game. The same people who are making these lists who have played it are saying, "Hey, it's in my top ten most anticipated." It could suck. Yeah. It'd be terrible. But how, how uh, many anticipated lists was No Man's Sky on? A lot. Yeah. Yeah. And Once it, you get your hands on something, it's different than being previous. But you love No Man's Sky. I did, but I also acknowledged that it wasn't, you know, what people expected it to be, and it averaged something like a seventy. Yeah. So Again, this is my alternate. Right. So look, if Forza Horizon or Tomb Raider doesn't come out this year and I have to get a seven in their place, yeah. I'm totally fine with that. Because the upside of getting Forza zero. or Tomb Raider is like an eight or a, a high eight mm-hmm. or a nine. Um, I'm totally cool with that. So uh, the just, other part for me too. I just think too, this game looks awful. Like I, I don't. You, it's like you've been hating on this game ever since it was announced. Yeah. I'm far more open to it than you are. It's not even about being open. It just resonates with me a little more. And the other part of it too is that this. It's all your prison time. Yeah. So. <laughs> the other part of it too is that this developer has created a very good cooperative game already. Yeah, Brothers was very good. Yeah, I like Brothers. And it wasn't just good because the story was great, which it was. But the cooperative elements of the game were really good and really yeah, but, fun and really compelling. The, co-op, the cooperative elements were my thumbs. Yeah. I didn't play that co-op. I played it, you know, you control, oh, right. each, yeah. you control each brother with a different analog stick, right. basically. Uh, but this is not the idea of creating puzzles for two separate disparate characters to solve mm-hmm. as one, that's essentially what this game is. And so I do have faith that the studio can handle the whole concept of the game at least fairly well. As to whether you like the characters or the plot right. or whatever, that really is the wild card, I guess. But I do have a lot of faith that they can make a compelling cooperative game. Uh, I can't. I just the premise leaves me completely ice cold. Yeah. I, I don't care about any of it, and uh, I also don't think the animation is very good. Like, I, like that scene where he just bat, bat, no, that you're looks right. awful. You're absolutely right. Like none of that looks believable to me. And uh, I thought the guy was an, the guy who director whoever I thought he was an embarrassment at the game awards. No, I, just in general, I am not. Did impressed you watch by my episode of, of Guy where I laid into him? Yeah, it's just. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm it's, with it's, you there, it's but probably not a bad pick. This is nothing just, personal. It's just right. fantasy. That's all it is. So we'll see. It is coming. It's scheduled for release in March. I figured even if it gets delayed, it's definitely going to come out by the end of the year. I definitely played it safe here a bit with this one. So. We'll see, um, but I feel okay with it being an alternate. Yeah, you'll ne- it'll, you will never get a zero on this one. I don't. Well, you don't know, but well, I don't think it's chances that, are I good I won't get a bad. zero, and I may not even need it anyway. So I mean, unless he, I don't know, unless he like sets a car on fire, <laughs> unless and he, the and Oscars EA, assassinates yeah, him, yeah, EA cancels the game or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't see a scenario in which this. Doesn't the Oscar happen. sniper comes after him and gets him. <laughs> All right, what's your first alternate, Matt? Uh, my first alternate is Soul Calibur 6. 
That's a solid pick. Which, uh, we do not have a solid release date for this yet, but I'm pretty certain it'll be out this they year. They have said 2018. Yeah, and uh, you know, Namco Namco's got a pretty fast turnaround on these these fighting games. Usually, like Tekken. Well, maybe not. Tekken Seven took a while, but like once they started promoting it properly, it it, it came out more or less when they said it was going to, I believe. And uh, this looks pretty well done, more or less. And uh, it seems like a solid backup. It'll at least get in the sevens. Oh, at least. I was surprised, actually. I went and looked for... Uh, this was on my list as well. I went and looked at Soul Calibur Five. actually got like an 8.6 aggregate. Really? I didn't realize yeah, it was Yeah, I was well, shocked by that. Mm. And uh, it was right on my fringe. Like, I think you picked this, and I was like, oh, this was would have been like one of my alternates if you didn't mm-hmm. pick it already. It was going to be my second alternate. Um... The one concern I do have is it it has shown so little of this game. Literally, all it has right now is this one match. Yeah. And they use footage from this match to cut the first trailer, and then they put out the full match, which is what we're watching now. Well, to be fair, it was the only the first media dump they've done. Sure. So after they announced it, so then they did have another eleven months. And, and E3, I'm sure they'll blow it out at E3, and like, because what else do they really have? Um, like, well, they have Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah, well, that's already out, though. Yeah. By that point. This is going to be their, one of their big E3 pushes, I think. No, and for you, sure. Yeah. You'll, see it in, you'll see it in the Sony There is a lot of affinity and... for Soul Calibur among the press. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with the Dreamcast game. Dreamcast, and this is a, a revamp of the Dreamcast right. one. Yeah. Kind of a reboot, remake. Yep. So maybe it shouldn't even count, but they called it six, so screw yep. it. Yeah. Absolutely. No, it um, counts. But yeah, uh, I just think this will do quite well. There's a, There's a lot of... Pleasant feelings towards it. And, I love Soul Calibur. It's one of my favorite yeah, fighting fans. Fun. And it's also super accessible as a fighting game yep. goes. So like you can button mash and win. Yeah, you can ma- mash your way to victory. It's like <laughs> you can. It's uh, it's something that's fun. It's a good party fighting game where a lot of fighting games are not. Yep. So uh, I think it's going to do well, and I'm I'm I feel good having it with. I, I feel good that it has my back. That's kind basically. of an ace in the hole there for sure. All right, my second alternate and my absolute last pick of the 2018 Sifted Fantasy League draft is Code Vein. Mm. Trying to get on a little bit of that Souls fervor. Yeah, well, since we can't pick the remaster of one, right. which would probably be an automatic 95 much, or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, this is what Souls fans are going to get this year. Mm. And what happens with critics is you have a smattering of people who love these games on your staff, and they're the same ones who review every take mm-hmm. on the Souls well, the, aesthetic. Depending on what that teaser was at the Game Awards, um, and where that's going, right. I om- instead of Kingdom Hearts three, I almost picked uh, whatever that Blood from Born Software 2. game is. <laughs> You're just going to call it that from that Software. from Software tease game. <laughs> I was going to call it that. That's not a bad strategy, in yeah. all honesty. Uh, but as far as games that we actually know about, this is really the only Souls experience from Souls Bandai alike, Namco yeah. uh, coming in 2018. To the best of our knowledge right now, yeah. anyway. We could get a shot. I, I think it's a pretty good pick. I just I wonder if it doesn't match up. Because it it's by the God Eater team. It's going to be yeah. a God Eater game that kind of has some Soulsy elements in it. Yeah. And I wonder if like, if you're handing these... you know, It, it comes, almost comes down to editorial choice, where it's like, it does, are you handing... Yeah. If you hand this game to your soul, in-house Souls expert, are they going to judge it as a Souls game that's going to come up short? Because they could shred not, it then. Yeah, they could rip it apart. <laughs> they could pull the, this isn't Dark Souls. It, yeah. Uh, even, two for you. Even, even when it's not necessarily trying to do exactly the Dark Souls thing, it's trying to do the God Eater thing. Right. With a little informedness from, right. from Dark Souls. But it'd be interesting. It's... it's uh, I think given given the way the zeitgeist rolls these days in this kind of like subgenre, I think it's a it's a solid choice. 
It looks like a seven. And it is coming out this year. (laughs) It is, absolutely. That's really the most important part for, for the alternates is doesn't look terrible, will be out in 2018. I went way conservative with these because... I took the two risks before. I'm like, I'm not going to get a zero this year. It's just, it would be the first year I didn't get a zero, I believe, if yeah. I do not get one this year. Yeah. So I just went all in on being conservative and making sure that all my games were coming out. Or at least I had ten games without a doubt that were coming out so I could field mm-hmm. a full team for the season. So here it is. The last pick of the draft, Matt. Your final alternate. What is it? My last pick is Dreams. Dreams. A medium, don't let me down, Medium Molecule. <laughs> Make it out. This year, I've been assured in many by, by many many times at by, at the uh, what was the, the the Sony the PlayStation experience and all that. It was like, oh yeah, 2018, 2018, 2018. All their trailers that have come out the last six months have all said 2018 on it. And it look, I mean, it's I mean, literally it's, in print is yeah. coming out in 2018. There, it's functional. It's it's you know, it works. You can put your hands on it. You can do stuff. You make stuff in it. It's there. Yeah. So I'm and I'm pretty sure, like you know. This like looks super cool and interesting, and I mean, I don't, this is something critics will resonate. Yeah, with. I don't see a way this <laughs> doesn't hit hit it with the press. Yeah, you know? it's, it's very artsy. It's creative. It allows you to build mm-hmm. your own stuff. It look, it's it's. Media Molecule is just a charming developer that like makes stuff that no one else makes. The press and, like, likes Media yeah. Molecule, absolutely, without a doubt. Um, the one thing I would say is that I mean, the game has been delayed so many times, mm-hmm. and there's always a reason for that. One. Two, this is a very difficult game to make. Yeah. There are so many opportunities to mess up at some point. Uh, just in how user-friendly it is. If it's mm-hmm. not extremely user-friendly, it's a deal-breaker. And uh, I feel I've, like that's one of the reasons it's been it, so I think it absolutely was, coming. because when they, they started putting media out for it again, one of the first things they published was this video where they show you how you can just cut and paste. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in, in fact, in the last Gaif, one of the little brief cutaways was the guy saying, one of the most fun things you can do in dreams is cut and paste. <laughs> <laughs> Which, probably not the best endorsement for the game. No, but, maybe uh, don't put that one on the box. Maybe, but, uh... it, does, it does assuade my concerns about it a little bit. Because no, mm-hmm. the user interface to me is a big deal. Um, and it was something that they got mostly right with Little Big Planet. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a safe pick. It's definitely coming out. Uh, and I also feel like the fact that it is a very creative game will give it a little bit of help if there are other parts of the game that aren't quite up to scratch. So, I think that's a safe pick. You know it's going to come out. Um, it should mm. do at least, again, it should do at least a seven. Yeah. I like that the chat is kind of saying, like, oh, I think I like Shane's picks more, like, overall, which they've said every year. Have the, they? Uh, every, every year at the end How of the live... How could they have said that after last year? Every year at the end of the, the, the live, like, stream, uh, the chat has been mostly like, oh, I think Shane's... I think Shane's gonna... I'm just like, mm-hmm. Nope. Like, which, again, you probably had a pretty good shot if the stuff you picked came out. Yeah. But, uh, but that's part of the game. I mean, but, uh, that's part of the game. You have to try to pick games yeah. that are going to make it out this year, and that's the part of the game I have not been good at. And so. you never see, I mean, look, Dreams, I am reasonably certain, but there is a non-zero chance that one of my alternates gets delayed out yeah. of 2018. Absolutely. You know? But yeah. I think it's going to be... There's a lot more risks in my list this year than there ever has been in the last two. Yeah. So, I might... I'm, I am not as 100%. I, last year, I knew I was going to win. I walked out of here being like, yeah, he's got no chance. Like, yeah, you were right. Um, <laughs> this, year, right. I, this year, I don't know. This year, I think it's more of a coin flip. Well, I think... And the alternate thing has freed that up to be that way, I think. Yeah. Um, well, I have some questions here. Now that we've finished the draft that I wanted to bring up for both of us. Uh, what was your best pick? 
my best pick. Yeah. Um, if if it exists, Elder Scrolls Six is the best pick. Um, other than that, I think uh, the one I'm going to be the happiest I managed to get in there is probably Dragon Ball Fighters. Okay. I think that game's going to do real well. My best pick. Oh man, I had so many. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I think Tomb Raider is my best pick because I'm pretty freaking certain it's coming out this year. Yeah, I think your two long shots being Forza Horizon and, and Tomb Raider are pretty sure things. Yeah, but getting Tomb Raider in the 10 hole, that a game mm. that could potentially get around a 9, I think that's pretty huge. So At the very least, it's in the 80, 80s, mid-80s. Yeah, well, you would hope. Same developer, two excellent games in a row. Yeah. You would think it would do very well with the third one. Um, next even, question. Even if it's not as good as the other two, the press won't realize it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll give it 8s anyway. We know that. Next question, what was your worst pick? Um, hmm. I have a sneaking suspicion my worst pick may end up being um, Sea of Thieves. Really? Because you, you took it so high? Took it so high, and I feel like if there's one game that could actually turn out to be like, oh no, this is garbage, just surprisingly, like, I feel like that's the one that could turn out to be like, meh. It could. It could be. I'm, I'm almost banking on the idea that Microsoft is going to, you know, quote-unquote, wine and dine the press on this thing, control their experience to give them a positive impression to make the reviews better. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's not even just wine and dine. It's just provide the, the ultimate environment yeah, set to the enjoy table the game. For them, yeah. You know? yeah. Um, so I think that might, that's the one I'm, I, I, I'm worried about the most, but I wanted to get it earlier than I probably wanted... I wanted to pick it earlier than I probably would have preferred to because I thought you were going to go for I it. I was going to go for yeah. it. <laughs> and I have this awful tendency in the draft to try to make up for past mistakes. That's what happened with Andromeda last year. Because remember, mm. I had picked Andromeda the year before. It was delayed out into the first quarter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I got burned by it, so I'm going to reap the rewards of Mass Effect Andromeda. I took it with my first pick, yeah. second overall, Ended up with like a seventy-three or something like that. So I, I just you, that boggled my mind at the time. I was like, because you, well, we had already disagreed over because like I was very skeptical of Mass Effect, and you yeah. thought it was just because I was a fan who like wasn't able to accept new things. Um, but I saw, I didn't expect it to be what it was, but I yeah. certainly didn't. Ex- I certainly saw that it was not worthy of a one pick. Yeah, on there first round, I, it wasn't on my list at all. To be honest, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> but accurate. Um, I don't know. It based upon, been, it based upon some of the games I had last year, it wasn't one of my worst picks. <laughs> no, but your, your first pick being a seventy-two. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, I would have thought it was like okay, back in eighty. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't have thought it would got that gone yeah. that low. I mean, nobody could have anticipated the state they released that. A game lot of in. backlash on that game. Um, my worst pick. I think I've said it already. Detroit Become Human. Um, I could have got that. Mm. 10th, I could have got that as alternate. Yeah, that was an alternate, yeah. yeah. I never would have picked that. Yeah, and I ended up taking it in the uh, in the seventh spot, so I definitely regret oh, that you, you pick. You took it in something, that's for sure. <laughs> 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 uh, so, I don't know. I'm hoping I'm pleasantly surprised. At this point, I'm kind of resigned mm-hmm. to it, and it's getting like a 6.5 or something like that. I'm hoping some of my late round picks can uh, make up the yeah. difference. I gotta admit, I'm, I'm a little, little nervous about NBA 2K19. I'm surprised you're not bringing up Vampire. To me, that was easily your worst pick. I'm pretty confident on Vampire. Wow, I'm surprised I, I, tr- to hear that. I trust Don't Nod. I, I trust them to, as long as it comes out this year. Yeah. Uh, I trust Don't Nod to, uh, to to do something worthy. We'll see. It'll all come out in the wash. 
Uh, if you guys have questions for us, by the way, you can start putting them into the chat now. Uh, we have two more questions we're going to ask ourselves, and then we'll take some questions. Did from you have any you were thinking about picking, but you didn't? Uh, I'll get to that after we answer yeah. these other questions. Um, what surprised you about this year's draft? Um, I'm surprised you didn't text me about it till last night. <laughs> um, yeah. Not much, really. Um, I was a little surprised. Uh, I was surprised I didn't think of Forza Horizon 4. <laughs> um, and I was a little surprised you picked Days Gone as soon as you did. Okay. What surprised me the most is how quickly the herd thinned out. Mm. Um, at coming off of 2017, again, in my opinion, one of the best years ever for gaming. By the time we got to, like, the fourth pick for each of us, so, like, eight games were off the board, mm -hmm. it became really hard for me. That's where I started taking five to ten minutes to make right. a pick. I, uh, it just felt like I was splitting hairs trying to figure out which mm -hmm. game to pick over another one at that point. And well, that's insane. Well, I mean, similarly, like, look at, look at both our lists there. What do you notice? There's only one Nintendo game in there. Yeah. Well, we don't really, I mean... We don't know enough, and the ones we do know about, we don't trust. Well, there's, we know about Kirby and Yoshi. Yep. And both of those games, I mean, they get sevens or eights, typically. And the big one, I think, that, you know, Smash 4, which isn't eligible. It isn't, yeah. Uh, I mean, we don't, obviously, that's not announced, but, like, come on. Yeah. Um, we don't know, we, we have no information on Pokemon, nope. if it's even going to make it. I'm not, I'm not trusting um, Pikmin 4. No, I clearly not. I mean, that may not. not see that for another five years. Who knows? I don't know why we haven't seen it already. But it's just like, it's, it's you know, the Nintendo element was a real deciding factor last year. And it's empty. Not just, not just in the draft, but in the sense of, like, why the release schedule was so exciting. Yeah. And that's not there now. Not, not, a single, not yet, anyway. Well, there is one Switch game. Well, there's Lab of Variety. Yeah, I picked yeah. Lab of Variety in a very cynical way. But, yeah. like, you know... Nintendo was the first round pick last year, and then another fourth round pick, yeah. only because you didn't think Super Mario was coming out. Right. Uh, or you, that would have been the Or that would have been the other yeah, number right. one pick, right? Yeah. It's just like, it's, it's amazing how that shifts, and now it's just like, every, you know, you're leaning very hard on PS4 exclusives. Yeah. Uh, I'm leaning very hard on known quantities. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a different, it's a very different year. and uh, That's what was surprising yeah. to me. How much... Worse, 2018 is compared to 2017. Mm -hmm. And look, we may get some surprises. We may get The Last of Us Part Two, or we may get Anthem. Yeah. I mean, Anthem is technically yeah. scheduled for Q4. Yeah, Anthem I just don't trust to come out this year at all. Right, because Anthem, I looked at it, I'm like, that's just another Mass Effect waiting to happen to yeah. me. It's like, and it's the same publisher mm -hmm. and the same, kind of the same studio. And I was like, oh no, I'm staying far away from that. I mean, if I knew without a doubt that Anthem was coming out this year, it would have been one of my top two picks, without a doubt. Mm -hmm. But we really have no clue, and so it was left off. So, yeah, the thing that has struck me the most is that, wow, after last year, this year's going to be yeah. a little I mean, bit of a letdown. Consider that I, I put Kingdom Hearts 3 on there ahead of Anthem. Yeah, because yeah. I because I think if, you know, I, they give, I give them about an equal chance of coming out this year. And on top of that, I think if Kingdom Hearts does make it out this year, it's going to review better than Anthem. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's the last questions that we have for for us, and I'll see if you guys have some. Mm -hmm. uh, here's one from Vincent, our one of our curators on the site. Why didn't you do a snake pick? So, do you know what snake means? Mm -mm. So, snake draft, how it works. My only response to that is there's no Metal Gear Solid game coming out this year. Yeah, 
Well, the reason we didn't do it is because you don't do that with only two people. A uh, two-person draft, a snake draft, makes no sense whatsoever. But what a snake draft is, is it goes this way. And so what happens is you pick one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and then the ten guy gets two picks. Two picks, and he goes And then back. it comes back down okay. the other order. When you have two people, that doesn't matter. That's yeah. like basically a snake draft would be us picking two games at a time. Mm -hmm. So it just with two people, it just doesn't make any sense. If we had even four, I would probably do a snake. Anything over four, without mm -hmm. a doubt, we would do a snake. Uh, but yeah, with the way that, we, and I'm sure you're probably referencing that because a lot of people have been doing drafts on Sifted uh, over the last couple of weeks. Like we have like a kind of a semi-official Sifted fantasy league on the site. Um, and they've already done their draft, and they probably have 10 or 15 people, so you have to do a snake there. Mm -hmm. It's the only way to make it fair. But with just the two of us, it just it doesn't make well, any what do you sense. Do, what, what, was there any games that you that you didn't pick but you know are coming out this year but yes. just avoided? So I just want, that's one thing I kind of said during the draft is that uh, I wanted to bring up after we were done some games that were kind of on the fringe to show you, you know, they may think that we're a little crazy. And, mm -hmm. and saying, oh, why would they pick those games? Well, let me kind of go through the games that were on my hot list that were not picked. Um, Metro Exodus. I'm not convinced mm -hmm. that game's coming out this year. Same. I, I'm really not convinced. Darksiders 3. Also not convinced mm -hmm. it comes out this also year. Also not convinced of that. Also not convinced it's going to be as good, good as the other right. Darksiders because it's different people working on it. Uh, Where the Water Tastes Like Wine. It's an indie game. I don't trust indie games to come out ever mm -hmm. unless somebody sends me preview code i don't believe it's coming out in the immediate future with an indie <laughs> game there's been so many indie games that have been mm -hmm. been delayed into infinity yeah we're very light on indie games and i think that's the main reason why yeah it's just it's a total wild card um and so i stayed away from that state of decay 2 first game ended up with a 7.1 metacritic yeah i, I can very sure. well see this game getting the same thing and i remember the reaction to the trailer last in at e3 where i could just all the look memes very good. that came yeah. out of it yeah i just wanted to i'm stay looking away. forward to that one a lot i am too I, actually yeah uh kingdom come deliverance was another one that was this on my was probably this was like next down yeah if we had three alternates this would be my i almost third picked alternate. it too and in fact one of the reasons one of my picks took so long towards the end was i was researching kingdom come mm -hmm. deliverance and uh, there's been a couple hands-on previews that have gone up over the last, like, month or so. And um, they were mostly positive, yeah. but a lot of people... I, were... I just... That game, as much, as interested as I am in it, that game sets off my Eurojank alarm like you wouldn't Absolutely. believe. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, like... you can see it in the trailers. Yeah. I mean... It looks like... I'm like, oh, I mean, if I can put, put up with Gothic 2, I can play this. But, like, <laughs> it's like... That doesn't mean the reviewers are going to like it. Yeah. But let's be honest. I mean, the first couple Witcher games had Eurojank. Oh, yeah. And they figured it out. So yeah. the studio eventually could get there, but too early to trust. Uh, Hunt Showdown was on yeah. was on the fringe for me. Uh, that game, to me, is one of the most exciting multiplayer games coming up mm -hmm. of 2018. But it is just a multiplayer game. It doesn't really have a single-player component. Generally, those games don't fare too well. Yeah. Save also, for... that's, that's Crytek, right? Yeah. Is Crytek going to be around yeah. long enough to put that game out? Like, we don't know. I hope. But there's a beta coming up for that, too, and I'm really excited to get on it. Uh, Mega Man 11 was another game also on the Also on fringe. my list. Yeah. Um, I, I just... You know, we've talked about it before. I'm just like, I feel like I was worried about getting dinged for the art style. After I was on Colin Moriarty's podcast, that's why I did not pick mm -hmm. it. Because he's a hardcore Mega Man fan. And he's like, eh, I don't know about that. And I was like, yeah. all right, that's all I need to hear to not yeah. draft it. Uh, Skull and Bones from Ubisoft. That was out there. I mean, it looks... We've I, seen so little. I haven't seen much probably this year, but like, 
I'm just, I think the, the reviews on that are going to be like, it's fun, but it's not what we wanted when we said we wanted a game based on Black Flag. Yeah. You know, it, I, I wonder, I wonder at it. Yeah. I guess it would be the, the way to put it. I just don't know enough. Right. And the least, the most important of which is, is it really going to come out this year? Mm-hmm. Who knows? It's, they say it is, but it is Ubisoft. Ubisoft has been known to delay games pretty significantly. I'm just going to stay away from it. Uh, Crackdown 3. I just don't think the game looks good. I don't think it's going to review very well. I don't think it will either. I mean, I've seen it and played it a couple times, and it really did nothing for me. It just seems like it's living off the the IP, the name, mm-hmm. more than anything. I feel like games have moved past that type of design a long time ago. It's and just amazing to me that that game is still coming and, like, Scalebound got canceled. I it's I, it, like... it boggles the mind. It really does. Um, Witchfire, which is one of my little pet project games for this year. Mm-hmm. Th- again, this was like literally my last like couple yeah, things. You're, you're down in weird yeah, places. I'm at, I'm at the end. And then Dragon Quest XI, mm-hmm. which is reviewed g- ginormously mm-hmm. based upon its Japanese release. I think when it comes to the U.S., it's going to do really well. But again, it doesn't have a solid release date. Yeah, and you just can't tell with Square Enix. Like, and it's Dragon Quest. Yeah, Dragon. they don't prioritize Dragon Quest, so nope. it's hard to know when or where. And then one other game that I wrote down uh, as we were drafting, Ghost of Tsushima. Mm. Which is allegedly slated for 2018. Yeah, Sucker Punch's new game. But, mm, it, it's just, it's risky. Right. And it, we don't know enough about it to be like, well, the risk is worth it because I think this game's going to get a nine. I love Sucker Punch. The best, well, the best you could do is be working on the reputation of Sucker Punch. Right. Um, We've seen one trailer for it. That's it. Yeah. But we, yeah, there was just there's not enough information to make that call on. I, I don't see it coming out this year. And that's really it. That's kind of the hot list for the year, in all honesty. I mean, I'm sure there's mm. going to be some indie stuff that's going to be great. And, oh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps was another mm. one. I actually had that way up high. Oh wow. But. As we were drafting, I started doing research, and they're like, they haven't even said 2018 for that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it will come out this year. Yeah, it's about the right timing, I think. And the but... first Ori is sitting at an 8.9. Mm-hmm. And I'm only assuming this is going to be better. Um, so I figured that would be a good pick if I knew for sure it was coming out, and there's you no confirmation don't. of it you at all. Know. You just don't. So that was it. Like That was literally, I guess, the top 30 or 40 games, at least according to me. Uh, that are coming out this year, and according to a lot of other journals, because I did use some most anticipated games list to help me kind of put it together. So that's 2018, folks. That's what we got coming up this year. Um, It's been a bit of an eye-opener for me to kind of go through this exercise and uh, see what's coming out. So let's see if you guys have any more questions before we call it a day. Uh, Justin Horman, what are the biggest bombs of the year that you predict? Hmm... To be a bomb, it would have to be something here that underperforms. Mm-hmm. Probably Detroit. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Detroit didn't didn't crack a million. Yeah. Um, I, Controversy I, might. I feel like there's a very real chance a way out just comes and goes like a soft breeze. Well, it's kind of an, an indie game, really. It's not getting like the usual backing EA would give a game either. No, but so it's, still, it's still an EA game. I mean, EA's got the muscle to make it a, a thing if they want to, and they don't seem maybe they will, maybe they won't. Um, I feel like Monster Hunter World may not sell the way they're hoping. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it's their got the it's got are. the advantage that there's not really a lot of competition though. I mean, what el- what other major? It's the only is like real big AAA game coming out. Yeah. this month. I mean, and everyone's got that Christmas money burning a hole in their pocket if they haven't spent it already, or they got gift cards or whatever. 
Uh, it could do pretty well. And it's done pretty well that in the U.S. It that usually yeah, it usually sells around a million and a half, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would guess that Capcom is hoping for at least two and a half, three in the U.S., especially with the install base of all the consoles now mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So um, I would say, man, I mean, I don't think Valkyria Chronicles 4 is going to sell at all, really. I mean, it'll no. probably sell half a million copies or whatever. Is I mean, that I a bomb, though? No, it'll, it's probably what they expect. Right. right. Like, a bomb has to like fall vast, vastly short of expectations. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, even Mass Effect Andromeda was not a bomb. Honestly, dreams. Yeah. I mean, I think the average consumer looks at that and they're like, what the hell if is If you that? can gauge what Sony thinks that's going to sell yeah. in the first place, you know? Well, it is a Sony first-party game, so I, yeah. would set, I, would, I would set my expectations to at least, like, a million. Yeah. And I think it may struggle to get to that. It's possible. It depends kind of how they can sell it and how they can show... The struggle with dreams is trying to impart in a quick and easy and functional way what it is, you know. And they have—I don't—I still don't feel like they've gotten there yet. Cutting and pasting is the funnest part of dreams. Yeah, that's not—that's not <laughs> not helping, not helping yet, bro. Like, it's really not. Uh, let's see if you guys have any more. Um... Super Cordon Blue. Do you think gamers will still go out and buy EA games in 2018 after the backlash the company received in 2017? Great question. Yes, because we don't learn. <laughs> I don't honestly think people hold grudges as consumers. I, I mean, unless like you buy a car and it's a piece of junk. They, they do until it comes to something they really want. Yeah. But like cars, like a big purchase, something like that, sure. T- yeah. If you buy... A $3,000 TV and it gets burned in in like three months. Sure. Like I could see you not buying that brand of TV again. But with video games, it's a small investment. It's a, it's a small risk. And you're absolutely right. People see something that they really like. I think they're going to buy it. Um, I don't even think there's going to be that much backlash against Battlefront 2. I think ultimately it's still going to it's going to sell less than the first really? one. But I think it's still going to end up selling really, really well. It'll be more than worth the investment that EA put into it and all that. Sort of, you, you, you wonder, you know... Logic doesn't always hold in the boardroom when it comes to like you know people sitting around looking at EA saying like how come this thing how come the first one sold this much and the second one only sold this much yeah you know and you got to have an answer for that um, so whether it's a success or not kind of depends on your perspective I think it'll sell fine in the end but I think I called you know long ago like it's going to be way less than the first game and you didn't you thought that that was you were surprised by me saying that yeah but, uh, in the end you know it just the Force Awakens uh, release window was a period of hype for Star Wars that did just it, nothing like there nothing like that for the brand since 1999 when Episode One came out. Yeah, and um, Episode One sold people a lot of terrible products, and Battlefront One was not a terrible product, and it sold even better than than you would expect. And Battlefront Two just doesn't have that hype wave to ride in the same way. Um, other what else? What else is EA putting out? For this coming this, year? This like, first half of the year. Is there anything Nothing really. way out? And That's pretty much it. I mean, EA has turned into a company that just puts a few puts things out. A handful yeah. of games a year. The sports yeah. games. All the sports them, stuff and then a smattering of, of other ones. I mean, I guess like the, question, like, the real question that I mean, what you're really asking is, is, is Battlefront 2's problem going to impact whether people are willing to take the leap on Anthem? An unknown IP and... Right. And I would say that if that was a thing that was anything they had to worry about, Destiny 2 would not have sold as well as it did. Yeah. 
You're absolutely right. Yeah. Because it's not like this is the first rodeo for EA with this right. stuff. Like, <laughs> And it's like, look, am I skeptical about what they're going to do with the microtransactions for Anthem? Yes. Am I going to buy Anthem? Yes. Yeah, because absolutely. Because I can fly around like freaking Iron Man on an alien world or whatever that whatever that is. It's also made by Bioware, the Bioware. Not, yeah, the real Bioware. Not the, the B team that made Andromeda. Yeah. Like, yeah. And this is, I mean, I feel like, and this might just be me, you know, my bias talking, but I feel like this is it for Bioware. If this game doesn't perform, if this game isn't Bioware quality, like, I feel like they're, they're out behind the woodshed with, with you know, in, in the same pit as Origin and Westwood and Visceral Games. Don't say that. I don't even want to hear it. Like don't e- speak it. EA doesn't, EA doesn't give you a lot of second chances, and, like... You know, as as the people who worked on Mass Effect Andromeda learned, and uh, I hope Anthem's really, really good. I hope it's it's a Kotor one level success. All right, here's the last question from Toast nine one six X. Why no talk on a new Battlefield this year? So we were just saying, what else is EA going to put out? Mm-hmm. And he's saying, new Battlefield. Well, I mean, the time's right. Every, is it right? Not every two years. I mean. They did Battlefront, Battlefield, Battlefront 2, Battlefield, maybe not an unreasonable expectation. Rumors swirling about a new Bad Company game have been... Yeah, but I also, I've also seen some, some kind of responses, rumors are just like, no. Like, just flat, no, it's not Bad Company. Okay. Like, it might be, it's not mainline, you know, another Battlefront 1 kind of thing, but it ain't Bad Company. And uh, maybe that's... I mean, I would love to see another bag. I, I really enjoyed the bad company. I think everybody games. did. Yeah. Not just single player, but also the multiplayer. The, yeah. the, the, the Gold Rush stuff I thought really yeah, worked. Yeah. And uh, I still... One of my favorite lines of that generation is still the where in, in 2 where they're trying to chase the satellite. And the satellite comes burning over, over, the, over the heads of all of them. And the one guy... I don't remember their name, but the one guy who's just obsessed with explosives goes... That is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I remember that line. And uh, so I had a lot of fun playing those games, and that is not something I say about uh, Dice's campaigns very often. No, they've been really bad, mostly. So I would yeah. not, I would not mind seeing that make a comeback, but I don't think that's, I don't think that's in the cards, unfortunately. But uh, look, there's no way I would have picked Battlefield. No, I also don't trust Battlefield to review very well anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean, I really like, don't. Yeah, like it's because the campaign. Yeah. People tend to ding it pretty hard for its campaign. It was, I mean, review score wise, it almost did better when there was no campaign. You're right. Because it was no, absolutely right. There was right. nothing to disappoint. Yeah, had nothing to point at and say this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but there was no way I was going to draft Battlefield. No, nah, even if we knew about it, I don't think I would have put it on my list. If we knew about it and knew it was coming out this year, it would. I probably would end up drafting it last few rounds, maybe. Yeah, maybe it might have made my alternates, but like. I don't. I don't consider that series to be a huge powerhouse at this point. Quality is very wildly. Yeah. For that franchise, like Battlefield One's great, and people are still loving it, and it's still doing well financially for EA. Mm-hmm. But it's just been like up and down, up and down, and this could be the down. And I just would probably wouldn't take that risk. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I I feel like like I don't like to say it, but I feel like I feel like Battlefield Two was the peak. I don't, I don't know. It kind of was. I don't know if they're ever going to get back there. Yeah. Anymore. I mean, to me, it was the... It, they hit the sweet spot there. Yeah. It had enough, enough depth that you could keep playing it and get better at it, but it wasn't so overwhelming that you just got caught up in, mm-hmm. like, all the malarkey. 
And I feel like Battlefield's kind of turned into that now. Yeah, and all the expansions for 2 I thought were meaningful, yeah. and they, they made sense, S- and they made it changes. better. Yeah, it made the game better, absolutely. It just wasn't extra content, which yeah. is what a lot of expansions really are anymore. It's like, hey, here's another map, and mm-hmm. does, like, does it make the game better? A lot of times not. So, yeah. that's it, folks. That is the Sifted 2018 Video Game Fantasy Draft. And we encourage you guys to go and start your own leagues. Um, even if you're not on Sifted, go get your friends together. Go on a forum somewhere. Get it together. It's a lot of fun doing the draft. And just like fantasy football, the draft is always the funnest part of the, of the season. Um, but it is something that you go back to throughout the entire year. You check in on it. You, when a new game comes out, you're like, oh, that game's on my team. You're, you, have, you care. You're like, what's the aggregate? How's it doing? Um, and so I highly encourage you to do it. It's a ton of fun. It's very easy to set up. I definitely care a lot more about Bethesda's press conference now. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. It incentivizes you to kind of keep in touch with the gaming industry throughout the entire year as well. So highly recommend it. I know if you go onto Sifted, onto our forums, you'll be able to find another group of 10 people who will want to play, uh, aside from the group that's already started as the semi-official uh, Sifted user league. Um, it's a blast. It, it keeps you engaged with games throughout the whole year, so I highly recommend it. And... I want to thank you guys for tuning in today. I realize, completely different. This is not Game Face. Uh, some people get their alerts. They're like, oh, I'm going to watch Game Face. It's not what you got today, but I hope you guys had fun and enjoyed it anyway. Uh, to our patrons, to the folks on YouTube who are seeing this for the first time, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we have all these little things we've been doing at Sifted that people really had no clue about. Mm. And it's kind of good to get them out there and let people see that we, we do tend to do things in a unique way whenever we can. And this is... One of the things that we've really kind of planted our, our flag in the ground with. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter uh, complimenting us on this and saying it's genius mm. and they wish they had thought of it. But I don't want people to think that they can't do it because we did it first. It's like I saw Easy Allies saying, oh, that's a brilliant idea. Do it, guys. It's like, it's totally fine. I'm not going to hate on you guys if you guys do your own fantasy draft. I would like to watch your fantasy draft. Mm. Uh, I'd like to watch a draft with a lot more people, in honesty. Yeah, it'd be cool if we got people. to like a point where we could actually kind of get a bunch of different outlets together and do it. It would be and cool. If we could get, then like, we would be able to do a snake. Absolutely. We would be able to. So, look, if you guys want to do it out there, if you're watching this, you're like, wow, I don't want to steal their idea, go ahead. Totally fine. We're totally cool with it. So, Although, if you split up, if you need, so let's say you need six lists of ten. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> it would be tough. Imagine schedule. the games you get at, yeah. like when you're down that far and you have to take a hundred games off the board. That's one of the reasons that we've kind of stuck to two people because... If you have even just six people with 10 games, or we have 12 in this case, mm-hmm. that's 72 games. You get down to number 72, man, you have to do a lot of research to have a good team at that point. So I would just say if you do try the idea, just give us a, give us some props. Say we got this from Sifted, and that's good enough for me. So that's it. Good luck, Matt. Good luck. I hope I can frickin' win again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You're on a two-year winning streak here. I need to bring it I back. Think this is, I think this year's your best shot so far. Other than Marcus, which, does that even count? I don't know. Did you win that? Or did I did. You... Oh, yeah. 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 I destroyed him, but he didn't get into it. He didn't... Uh, no, he didn't. He did not it. apply himself to it. No. He didn't apply himself to much when he was on Game Face. No, it was... Uh, <laughs> just sort of faded away. Yeah, uh, yeah. But we still love Marcus, and uh, he's actually doing really good by the right now, by the way, so, mm-hmm. so you guys know. So, anyway, that's it. For the Sifted uh, Video Game Fantasy Draft 2018, hope you guys start your own leagues and have fun. We'll see you next time.